All right, we got Bobby Vera and Donovan Cecil. Said the names right. <laughs> we got Bobby who's worked with Pitbull for many, many years. Turned director, films, entertainment. Donovan, you have some awesome galactic, I don't know if you want to call it martial arts in a way, yeah, but cool uh, going on. So thank you guys for coming in. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. So how did you two originally connect? Because, you know, you have, you have Bobby, music, entertainment, so on and so forth, and then Donovan. Oh, You're into like, yeah, yeah like kind of like the martial arts, the kung fu. So how did you two get together? We well, had a, a mutual friend. He was a student of mine, kung fu brother. And then on his side of the story, he was what? Yeah, I mean, I'd be, uh, look, I was just, you know, a Star Wars fan, like many Star Wars fans. You know, going to Disney, going to checking out Galaxy, you know, the Galaxy's Edge and everything, you know. And, you know, over the last, like, say, probably like the five or six years or maybe 10 years, you know, thanks to technology and LED stuff and stuff, now they have lightsabers and Disney's selling lightsabers and people are spending, you know, in the park, you'll spend a good 150, 200, maybe 300 bucks on a lightsaber. On private websites, you can go like six, $700,000 for a freaking lightsaber. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, everybody's buying these things and then what? What are you doing with it? They're Hanging just, it on the wall? Yeah. Banging against a tree in the backyard. Well, what the fuck are you doing with this thing that you spent all this money? On, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking, wouldn't you like to learn how to use it? You know, as long as you're spending all this money on, it, they're selling them like hotcakes. I mean, I see everybody in the park walking around with a damn lightsaber yeah. bag on their back. You know, so they're selling the living day daylights out of these things. But what about learning how to use it? So I'm thinking, okay, how do you learn how to use it? Well, Star Wars is all basically kung fu. All the martial arts, all the all the sword play you see in the movies, really, especially the original, the first. Uh, one, two, and three was mostly all kung fu. So I needed to find someone who knew about this stuff. Our mutual friend connects me with his sifu down in um, Coral Springs. Coral Springs, and I go down there and meet them one day, and I meet Donovan. And here's Donovan, who's been doing kung fu since he's six freaking years old. You know, knows all this stuff like up and down, like just ridiculous. And loves Star Wars. <laughs> so now you got a fucking Kool-Aid smile at this point, right? Yeah, so basically you couldn't ask for a better person to do this with, you know? So he, you know, so basically we just kind of teamed up and uh, formed Galactic Saber Academy and, you know, and now we're trying to teach kids basically how to use this stuff, you know? It's like, you know, you can just bang around your giant glow stick or <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can learn how to use it like a weapon. If you don't think it's a weapon, I'll be more than happy to get one of those toys and put it in his hand, <laughs> but I'm going to challenge you for 10 minutes and you tell me if it's a weapon or not. But yeah, the, the timing was so perfect because after teaching Kung Fu for about 20 years in South Florida, you know, not everybody wants to be a Kung Fu master. You know, a lot of people want to do the sports. They want to do the MMA. They're, they're not really interested in training every day. So like, it's not exactly very good for business to teach Kung Fu, but I've been doing it for so long. And there was a point where uh, my Sifu was really struggling, you know, opening up a new school in Coral Springs. And I was thinking we should like adapt. We should do something like different try to like get people in here and like keep our tradition, keep our integrity. Don't lose that. But like, let's try to see what people are into. And then he walks in like with a lightsaber and I start spinning it around and he's like, you're hired. <laughs> it was, it now, was awesome. Did, now, did you realize who Bobby was? No, 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 you didn't no not at all. It, I was just like, wow. This he just knew me as somebody who <laughs> was recommended <clears throat> to this yeah. stuff. He knew really nothing about my background at all. He, he just knew you as Bobby that was interested yeah. In, yeah. in some shit. And doing something with lightsabers. <laughs> cool he shit. had no idea. <laughs> I, I think I saved you in my contacts as Bobby the Star Wars guy for a while. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> now, when you realize the portfolio that Mr. Bobby here has, you must have been, uh, I would assume you got a little bit of a chub. 
It was awesome because he <laughs> not only were we working together to get this program going, but we actually tried to get it started during like the beginning of 2020. So it wasn't like the best time to start classes. Uh, but what we ended up doing was working together and he'd invite me to like some of his uh, productions and everything. And it's it's been amazing. You know, when you build that that uh, that connection with someone, you see their work ethic and everything. And he really appreciated my work ethic, not just with teaching martial arts, but just how I am with people and how detailed I am and everything. It was it was just an amazing honor, just all the different, you know, like opportunities that life throws at you. So we've, we've had a lot of fun just working together. So you guys have the charisma and, and the rapport just clicked. Oh, and he's oh. like a walking good luck charm. I mean, no matter where we go, everything like <laughs> happens perfectly whenever he's around. Oh, I need know? him to fuck yeah, around. Yeah, if I didn't have sure. bad luck, I, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll jump out of a plane with no parachute because one way or another, we won't hit the ground. I'm with this guy somehow. We won't hit the ground. Bobby, I don't know we, how, if, but... if me and you jump out, believe me, we're, we're going to have a problem. We need some luck with us. <laughs> I took him to I took him to Disney for the first to, to Hollywood Studios for the first. He never even seen the Star Wars Land. We took him just you know uh, for the first time. Everything fell his way. You know, spots were available for him to make his own lightsaber. I mean, everything that could uh, possibly no, go no, right in a park. No reservations. I just what? went over no there. They were like, yeah, do you have a reservation? Donovan, That's like Donovan. one of the hardest things to do. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Donovan. Hey, hey, I got to pay people off to do not, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I have to it. pay hunters and hunters. You, this guy's just Oh, my God. It's in. contagious, He's man. Just hang out with me, I swear. I live in Orlando. I've had annual passes for years. He's done things in the park I've never done, and he's only been like three times. Hey, I'll, be, I'll be there in a few weeks. So I got up. you. I got yeah. you. Yo, Rob, here, here's the guy that's done a gazillion Pitbull videos, Enrique Iglesias, you name it, and Donovan's the one with the juice. That's right. <laughs> that's with the fucking stick. You know, it's funny. Uh, Rob, pull up the night one while we talk about yeah, it. Yeah. So you found these, Bobby, and you said, you know, these guys are going to the park. They're spending all this money. And after that time, it just lays around the house. Batteries die. They throw it away. So how can you make more use of it? And then you had it already going on. An extra, I can't say it right, extracurricular activity. Mm -hmm. It's good for kids, adults of any age, right? You know, it's funny. We we went one day to the park because they have these big thing called um, the Discord uh, lightsaber meetups. Yeah. And like three, four hundred people show up to the park with lightsabers. Uh -huh. And we're like, oh, this is really cool, you know? And they don't do anything. They just stand there for a fucking picture. And I'm like, all this for a fucking picture? Not even like a wave or anything. Turn them all off. Like turn them all <laughs> Do anything interesting, though. Just, <laughs> that's it. Okay, here's the picture. Okay, great. Now let's go pose over here and take a picture. I'm like, what, what a, you know, it's like, this is why people think you're a crazy bunch of people with glow sticks because that's all you're using it for. You know, it's like there's so much more uses to this thing, believe it or not. And then he shows up and starts doing this stuff, and they're like, <sighs> drooling like fucking Homer Simpson <laughs> watching it. I got a lot of students just showing off. It's really yeah. not my character, but it was a lot. And it's like, oh, wow, this yeah, thing like, can actually spin, and you can do shit with this? Amazing. And you're fucking drooling with them. You're drooling with them, <laughs> right? This, this, I'm this, encouraging this. him. I'm like, Derek, Derek, you know, look, we just we just saw like, you know, four or five, like, you know, big time, like, Star Wars nerds. Please do some stuff. Please do some stuff right now. Please, right now, right he, now. He did. He yeah. pushed me. He was like, go he's like Donovan, get that fucking stick out now. <laughs> and he's like, and you see those guys, like, like uh -huh. magnets, like amazing. You so you, so you, got, you guys are both Star Wars fans, then I take it, correct? Yes, yeah. sir. What do you think about Star Trek people? I love Star Trek. Yeah. All right, because I'm a big Trekkie. I, I'm a big follower of the original series. Really? Yeah, I love the original series. So you I love like the original both. cast. You like both. Yeah. Because I always heard that Star Trek people and Star Wars people do not get along. That's well, well AJ and Alex yeah. are opposite. AJ's okay. one, and which one's AJ? 
he's either Star Trek or Star Wars, and Alex is the opposite. Really? I think yeah. Alex is Star Trek because I know AJ's really Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I think. You know, you know they even have they have Star Wars porn. I'm sure they do. What? Why not? Fuck, yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> what? I, yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, Why really not? You watch weird. it every night? Hell no. <laughs> but, I, I, but I guarantee you. <laughs> I've seen that. I guarantee you there's people out there just waiting for the new release. Well, yeah. this is some <laughs> droids fuck. <Hey. laughs> Whatever makes you fucking happy, right? As long as you're not fucking shooting anything. Feel the force. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. make more money. Yeah. Copyright it. Yeah. All right, Rob, let's so play this so the people know what we're talking yep. about. Now, Donovan, how how long do you have to practice roughly I'm, to get that good? I mean, I've been collecting and practicing with weapons since I was six. Uh, I started teaching Kung Fu at 16, 17. And, I mean, to me, it's not really practice. It's just life. It's just flowing. I love music, and I wanted to move like music, but I didn't want to dance, you know. I wanted something that was real something you know and this this episode is brought to you by fiji more than just water this is not just rock it's ancient volcanic rock that filters tropical rain giving it double the electrolytes and its signature soft smooth taste it's not just water it's fiji water again that's fijiwater.com slash mscs five dollars off and free shipping so to sponsor by let's get checked are you the man your father was? Recent studies have shown that men's testosterone levels are dropping substantially since the 1980s at about an average of 1% per year. Low testosterone can have all types of health effects. It can affect your muscle mass, memory, mood, sex drive, you name it. And yes, low testosterone is more common the older you get, but can affect men at any age. So let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. They're a worldwide leader in at-home testing kits, and their male hormone test lets you easily test your testosterone levels at home. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in a discreet packaging with next-day delivery. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available to you in your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of Let's Get Check nursing team may call you to review your results. Let's Get Check laboratories are CLIA-approved and CAP-accredited which is the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So if you want to test your hormone levels without having to leave your home, visit trylgc.com backslash MSCS. Special offer for MSCS media viewers. Use promo code MSCS at checkout and get 30% off your test. The link is in the description below at the top. This is an ancient art. What I do is not... There's a different kind of Kung Fu that's more common. It's Wushu. It's it's ever since the communists took over. It has a lot of acrobatics. It's really beautiful, but I wanted the traditional stuff. Like, So I was really fortunate to find like a whole lineage. It's ancient. And yeah, so I, when you see these videos, like uh, the lightsaber, you know, when you're teaching Kung Fu and it's like 2,000 years old, I don't change it. I teach it exactly the way my Sifu taught me. Um, but with this program, I have a little bit more creative freedom. So like this form right here is a combination of Tai Chi, Bagua, Northern Shaolin, and uh, like a Swai Jiao form. Like all these different Chinese martial arts I put in together as this lightsaber program. So, so it's, you combine them all yeah. into one, but yeah. with the lightsaber. And, yeah. and that's what I think is really amazing about the, what, what, you know, what we're trying to do here is like, you know, 
we're not just like once again we're not teaching how to play with glow sticks we're teaching you real traditional kung fu that goes down goes back thousands upon thousands of years this stuff did not come from a galaxy far far away it came from a country country far away okay and and it's been happening for thousands of years and this you know we're just passing on this knowledge in a more fun form you know bringing being able to do the lightsabers and everything we were even talking about offering like a um, what we call it, we call it um, silver sabers, like Tai Chi for, you know, for older people, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah, because you got Star Wars you fans that are 60, 70 years old. Years. Yeah. yeah, give them something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when people die, it's usually when, like, their wife dies or they they start sitting around the house. But, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people that always keep moving, they live long, they live old. My oldest know? student was 102. What? Is that right? Yeah, he was a Holocaust survivor, and oh, I taught him for years and years. Yeah, that's, I had a whole program with people with Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, and I did that for over a decade in Miami, and... I love I love teaching kids. I love teaching adults Tai Chi, Kung Fu, meditation, whatever. But that those were special classes with the seniors. And I bet you that blood flow moving, oh, yeah. right, keeps you alive. It yeah. helps with with yes. the Asperger so, or anything like yeah, that, right? You know, that's one thing that really attracted me to Kung Fu was that it's it's an art of healing. Like it's amazing how everything, all of the training, no matter how painful it is, there's nothing that will contradict your health nothing contradicts chinese medicine every stance every position every stretch every every movement will help your body you know it is medicine so practicing it every day it's like i'm gonna go take my medicine i go out and i go practice my tai chi form or i go do some qigong or you know it's 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 amazing well if you live in china and you don't get hung for something that they don't like they live to like 102 yeah as long as you don't get hung or, or shot or tortured and you or just disappear <laughs> they live to 102 and he does a better job of keeping these traditions alive than the chinese government does i really do They're respect that, that. Uh, you, you didn't change like what wasn't broken and you know that past those chinese fuck I mean, they know their shit when it comes to this kind of stuff. Oh, you're talking, yeah, thousands upon thousands of years. And that's what's yeah. so cool that you weren't like, oh, well, I'm going to fucking be the guy that changes it. You yeah. kept it the way and then you show it to the world. Well, I mean, I, I always looked at what happened with all the communists and stuff and like all of it, it can be a lot of crazy chaos. But if it wasn't for that, I don't think they would have ever left their country and I would never have learned it. So I got to be grateful <laughs> <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Because it's true, like they, my grandmaster, I mean, uh, like in the Shaolin Temple, a lot of them, they would kind of flee and go down south. Hong Kong was cool, but to make a living teaching Kung Fu, they were they were coming over here. They're in Brazil. My, yeah, yeah. My grandmaster, yeah. Uh, he just died recently. How old yeah. was he? Uh, 89. 89. Still teaching Kung Fu. Yeah. All right. And play this one with Bobby. Now, Bobby, <laughs> okay. were you having a couple of drinks or not? <laughs> yeah, I was having a little I put we my expecting students on the spot. Is that bullshit to, to cover your ass? No, Donovan, Donovan had just been finished doing like amazing staff work and everybody's like <laughs> oh, drooling. Oh. And they and, gave me enough room. And I'm they like, gave a lot of room. And he's like, like almost like Avengers assemble. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bobby, so Bobby. It, it's May the 4th. Yeah, yeah. I'm like half busted. I'm half, half baked already, you know? Bobby, you know? it's like going after Kevin Hart, right? <laughs> like Kevin Hart goes up and, oh, Bobby, you're up next. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, hey guys, uh, see ya. <laughs> All right, so All right so he kind of caught us off guard, yeah. So this is Tai Chi. This is Tai Chi. Yeah. And if you're listening, they're, they're swinging the, what do you call them? What, lightsabers. Light, lightsabers. Not life savers, but lightsabers. Lightsabers. And then I changed to a style called Bagua, which has a lot of spinning circles and stuff. and. Then go into another style 
from a Swai Jiao lineage. It's kind of like more choppy, like a kind of like how a katana is used. And then this last style is Northern Shaolin, which is pretty much the strongest. And then I almost whacked like the little kids in the corner. There. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Bobby, you look pretty good. I almost whacked oh, those little awesome kids guy. right there that lined up. Ah, they learned to defend. We are one with the force. That's so cool. Now, now, are you breathing heavy after you do that? Because that's that. It does that's like looking from the outside. You're thinking, oh, they're just swinging sticks, but you you need some endurance. Especially right? if you've been to the Olga's bar right there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, when well, you've been to the cantina bar. Yeah, it's really interesting because like uh, I know forms in kung fu that can be thousands of movements. If you don't have proper breath work, you're not going to be able to do it. So obviously, you have to start off basic and work your your body up to it and condition yourself, but. Like Tai Chi, it looks just like slow motion Kung Fu, but it's actually moving meditation. Every movement has yin, has yang, an inhalation and exhalation. It's it's amazing synchronizing. That's why it's so slow because they don't want you to just breathe normal. They want you to increase your lung capacity. You know, the, if, without breath, you die. But with increased breath, they believe you have longevity. So it's just like synchronizing that with slow movement and you're constantly relaxed. It helps your chi or... Your breath energy circulate throughout the body. Your, your, you know, it's the health benefits are incredible. So that's why I, I've never actually mixed Tai Chi and Kung Fu into one form. They're separate. But with this, the whole idea of the force and all of that, like I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna mix this up, make it almost like a spiritual uh, practice. You know, like a, not, not really like a religious practice, not obviously, but more. There's a lot more going on that me see. We're not just swinging around. Those and things. obviously, the goal is to do this exact same thing, but with 400 people at the park. Come join yeah. us. Well, the best thing about this, too, which I thought was, I told him, I remember telling him and seeing the video afterwards, like you could see in the back, there's like, you know, uh, Disney employees, but not like the cast members. Like these are the, you know, the, the nice shirt ones. You know, these are the, yeah. the more, the more, uh, per, the more uh, upper, upper on the, upper, got the up suits. on the level. Yeah, we got, got the, the suits, suits back there, <laughs> and they didn't do anything. And they sat there and watched the whole show and waited till we were done before they passed. I was like. Wow, you know, because we don't have no permission to do this. We just did this, you know. <laughs> and, and you know, if they didn't come up and say, "Hey, do you have hey, a license," you get know, the hell that, out of here. It's something good, right? <laughs> yeah, you should have got a damn paycheck for the, that. the fact. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you should have got paid for. Oh, that. Oh, you'll get you... one because once you don't go and and people are expecting it, then they're like, "Hey, Bobby, Donovan, hey, you, uh, you where know, are you?" Yeah. You know what's weird is that all the things that we've been planning, like practicing forms and doing training and all of this, I swear, like. We uh, we had all these ideas, and then all of a sudden, when Mandalorian comes out, and you see Luke—spoiler alert—you see him like uh, practicing forms. I've never seen that in a movie before. And, and then like, we've been doing, yeah, yeah we're doing everything that we've been like, dude. We should have like a temple where we're doing, it. and then we see it like on uh, the new uh, Obi Wan series, and stuff, watching them practicing forms. And form is a way of getting your shit down you know if you don't have proper form you're not good at fighting if you don't know how to make a fist or you don't understand alignment you don't know how to you know have a guard you don't know breath work posture stance if you if you don't understand proper form and don't train proper form you know that's how people get hurt you know you punch a bag the wrong way and you get hurt you didn't have proper form so drilling this art is about self-mastery so it's it's a uh, it's it's a whole lifestyle, man. It's it's amazing. Well, you guys made it fun. Oh yeah, and we're not cheaping the brand. We're not going to try. We're not trying to cheat the brand. You know, we're keeping the brand up, which you know Disney likes to. You know, because we're you know at the, at the end of the day, if you're listening, we're, we want we want to do business with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not there to you know cause trouble or you know or hurt the brand. We we're there to protect the brand and protect the the whole you know 
They need some help right now. Yeah, they so need some help they right now. They just got their asses taken yeah. for fucking uh, DeSantis. <laughs> what, what morons? Like, you had you had the world by the balls. You yeah. weren't paying shit. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. They had everything. No, they weren't paying anything. Hey, uh, I drive through that neighborhood all the time. I, mean, now they, I live like 15 minutes away from the park. I I know when it's 9 o'clock because the entire, you know, I start hearing explosions going off every <laughs> night at 9 o'clock. <laughs> That's how close to the park we are that I hear it. Oh, 9 o'clock. And <laughs> the sky's exploding. Actually, <laughs> you know? I thought that was fireworks, but it's your hands. You keep like, <laughs> like oh, I'm sorry. like, what is going on? Like, he's like iron bombing this table. He's a Jersey guy like us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I drive, through that I drive through those neighborhoods all the time. And, you know, Look, I I love the fact that there's never a cop anywhere near. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and you can like zoom, and right. nobody ever pulls you over because they don't want people getting pulled over. No, <laughs> yeah, Disney so. owns it all. <laughs> it's all pretty and pristine and nicely painted, nice, and you know, it's nice. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let it do a good job. You know, they they make it pretty. You know, so <laughs> I, I know they don't want to lose that. No, look. you don't want to lose that. Because the city takes over. It's going to look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, all, you already know it's going to look like yeah, shit. You already know it's going to take over. It's just it's, a taking it's time. It's going to be like 95 down south. That's what it's going to look like. Uh, I put money on it with you. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're originally from Jersey. Cuban, I was born right? in Jersey, yeah. Born in Jersey, Cuban. Yes, I'm Cuban. I had uh, Rick Prado, and he was head of the CIA until 16. And he came over from Cuba. His dad got him out because... Who was the regime then that they were? They would walk in his house in Cast, Cuba. Castro's Castro. Castro. Yeah. Castro. Yeah. When he was four, they would just come in his house and just start shooting. Yeah. And his family would have to go to the basement. They would come up. We well, came over to America, and he didn't want America to be like that. So he like just threw through the ranks. He's like a legend in the CIA. Yeah. And the shit that he was fucking saying, holy shit. Oh, I'm sure. Right? But just a fellow. Because I've Cuban, heard stories from my dad. Yeah. You know? Were you, were you born in Cuba or born in Jersey? No, I was born in Jersey. I was born in Jersey like within like a week of my parents getting here. Yeah. You know, so she came like ready, you know, about, about to pop any second now. And I think they were here for like 12 days or 14 days before I was born. Lucky. You know. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, at that time too, it's like, I, I forget the exact number right now, but I think their number was like, 103,000 and something, the number they had to wait to get called to leave, you know? Because, you know, they were on a waiting list to leave. Like, so many people were on a waiting list. I mean, they didn't leave till 68. I mean, when did Castro take over? Just, you know, yeah. and do the map. That's how long they were waiting. And they just patiently waited. They didn't go, like, you know, find a way to sneak. They patiently waited through all that hell, and all the nightmare, and people getting shot, and this and that, until their number was called. And then they went. And then they left. Yeah. You know, and look at the number. Like, 103,000 and something was the number they were waiting for. <laughs> they were fuck waiting, that. like, for 18 months for that number to be called. Well, fuck that number. I'm finding it way. <laughs> Right? <laughs> to come to America. You know, it's still like that. I've had the same barber. We've been trying to get his dad. I've had the same barber for nine years. And we've been trying to get his dad here for, it took three years to get him here. We would all, like his brother, everybody would pitch in. You know, real real nice guy, little guy. And finally, we got his ass here. But it it's still a rigmarole. They send you over here for three months. Then you got to go back for three months. Then you come over again for a year. Then you got to go back. Yeah. Then you got to pay like eight grand. And then you can come. Yeah, wow. that's how it is even now. Wow. But I don't know why he just didn't go to fucking Texas. Because I, I mean, it's wide open now. I don't know why I went to Jersey. I'm like, that's you, you spend your whole life in Cuba, and now you're going to shovel snow. I, 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 <laughs> I, I was wondering. I was like, well, how? Why did you go to? We had first? an aunt. We had an aunt up there, and she kind of sponsored us. So we kind of that that was our destination. And we didn't last long there because my brother got pneumonia. And they said if we didn't get out of that yeah. environment, he's going to die. <laughs> I was, well, Cuba to fucking Jersey, bro. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was going to say we're, I'm out from Pennsylvania, and I don't know. We I was talking about the one day. I'm like. 
there's no good Cuban restaurants up in Pennsylvania, Michael, because there's no Cubans up in Pennsylvania. I didn't realize there were Cubans in Jersey. So. Oh, there was a lot of Cubans, in, and there still is a lot of Cubans in Jersey. Wow. There's, not, there's nothing. Nothing Cuban in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania? Nothing. Nothing. When I got down here, like Havana's, uh, I was there every fucking night. Yeah. 24 hours there every night forever. Because so I never had it. Wow. So now, I'm actually Robert to... because my parents, you know, since I was born here, my mom didn't want to give me a, a Spanish name. So not Roberto. So she actually yeah. called me Robert. Wow. So I would have an American name being born in the Dang. U.S. She was thinking of yeah. it, you know? So we're Cuban. So I, I identify more as like a banco lechon than a, than a taco. So. <laughs> well, that's cool because banco lechon is tougher to say. Yeah. So can't, right? So you want. I, don't, I didn't want to try to hear Jill Biden try to say that. <laughs> oh, fuck. He, try, let's try to get him to say Thursday. Yeah, that's like, that's like five syllables. She can't handle three. What, so. was the whole, what was the whole thing about that? Though? Jill Biden said that Hispanics... Yeah, she she said that well, she said Hispanics in California are as unique as breakfast tacos. So first of all, I don't even know what a breakfast taco is. I don't know what a breakfast burrito is. What the hell is a breakfast taco? People have tacos for breakfast. Now I want one. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of breakfast burritos, but I've never heard of a breakfast it's like taco. a Taco Bell menu item. Yeah, I like, like a sausage, like a sausage and cheese burrito for breakfast, <laughs> yeah. but a fucking taco. I'm a taco crunch into that. Like a hard shell for breakfast. <laughs> Not gonna dunk that in my coffee. Well, how about this, Bobby? If they were being assholes, fuck you and your taco. Shove them up your ass. I want a soft taco for breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't even know where she got that thing from. So even even right there, no one's even focusing on the fact that she made up a she made up a whole new breakfast item. <laughs> that doesn't even exist. It does now, not. how hard was it for you to learn English, or, or were you no, raised it was easy. That right away? So you got now. Can you? No, can, see, I was one of those Cubans that thought that you know learning English might benefit me living in Miami. <laughs> 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 you know? So we learned English. Was not realizing that within another ten years we wouldn't need it at all. Because <laughs> you know? I was going to say you don't even have an accent. I can't really no, tell an accent. No, at people all. usually think I'm Italian for some reason. I get Italian a lot. But Either or is good. So then, Cuban. Uh, what year do you move from Jersey? I moved from Jersey. I think I might have been like four years old when we left Jersey. And then you come over here to Miami, which is great because I, to this day I still get people that go, "Oh, you're from Jersey? Oh yeah, I can tell the accent." I'm like. I left when I was four, bro. I, <laughs> if I, I still got a Newark talk. accent since I was four. Yeah, but since I was four, I've been talking like this. <laughs> like, now, when did you know that you wanted to get into entertainment? Well, I'm, my whole life. My dad was like, you know, one of those guys that sang on Cuban TV and oh, stuff like dude. that locally. And, you know, um, he was always kind of pushing music. I grew up around music and, and, and school. I got into band and you know, it was always really into music and percussion and drums and stuff like that. And, um, after high school as well, you know, I, I went to California, did a whole thing with the Young American Dinner Theater thing over there in California and Michigan. And I was just always involved in entertainment in one way or the other. Had rock bands, you know, I sang for a rock band. I was a long-haired rocker. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yep. That's fucking cool. That's yeah. awesome. It's great being a Cuban with, with long-haired rocker. You know, you yeah. go to the rock clubs and you got all these white guys who can't dance for shit. Yeah, you On a dance you're floor. Oh, he's got long hair and he can dance? Yeah. Like having a Chippendale guy right here in your club. <laughs> and, he's doing, and he's doing rock. Yeah, and a we're Cuban doing rock. rock. I, mean, I found this out <laughs> just a couple of months ago. Yeah, he saw a video. Oh, my God. It's Bobby, I'd be really like, good. what, is this fucking comedy show? <laughs> or is that the improv? <laughs> that should be up here, man. We yeah, know. we should show that video. I mean, back in the rock and roll days. Uh, so you start doing that. You love and the And what's funny is, okay, like, like the, rock, the rock band, okay? Get, my rock band had Alfred Lazaro. Alfred Lazaro, to this very day, is still Pitbull's engineer. Damn. If you've ever heard Pitbull's voice, Al recorded it. 
because Al started recording his voice when he first started out, and then he got signed to a major label, and they couldn't reproduce his sound. He sounded totally different recording with them than with Al. So Al just became his, this is my bass player in the rock band, he became Pitbull's lifelong engineer to this very day. Wow. My drummer, Lou Diaz, was Diaz was Lou Diaz from the Diaz Brothers. The Diaz Brothers started Pitbull, they're the ones that signed Pitbull and started the entire career, and to this day, Lou Diaz is a award-winning, Grammy award-winning engineer. He's, he's mixed like tons of shit for Khaled. I mean, he's just really, into, you know, I mean, he, yeah, he's a huge name in the engineering world. He's you know? the shit. Yeah. When, when, it, comes when it comes to engineering and mixing, go, go. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah, he's the goat, you know? So it's just so funny that you know, that little rock band, you know, look at all the different all. avenues that developed from that little rock band. <laughs> networking is so unbelievable. Like you guys found each other through networking. You got this whole diverse, completely thing. Not that, you in a rock band isn't fucking diverse <laughs> with, with yeah. the hair and shit. Right. It's just crazy how networking uh, really builds everything. I mean, I grew up, I grew up with, you know, with Dave Lee Roth and Van Halen and yeah. listening to Motley Crue. The and, real shit. Yeah. I mean, I listened to a lot of 80s. You know, I grew up in the 80s, a lot of 80s rock and stuff like that. So I really gravitated to the 80s rock music and the whole band thing and the whole, you know. I mean, we did, we did the circuit at the same time Marilyn Manson was playing down the street. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time we saw Marilyn Manson. It was a little dive bar in Davie called the Plus Five Lounge. And places slammed. I mean, you it's couldn't huge. get two people. Hundreds upon hundreds of people. And the show just starts. And I'm there with my buddy Lou Diaz. And the show just starts. And we can, we can barely see the stage. And music and lights. And Lou looks up and he goes, bro, he's butt naked. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's, he's like, butt naked. I'm like, the show just started. You're like. I look up like, yeah, we can't compete with that shit. <laughs> you know, he's butt naked fact, on song one. And he one. can sing like a motherfucker and, and play yeah. instruments. I mean, he was a beast. He was a show, man. He was Did he show. really take his fucking rib out? Remember oh, I don't that? have no idea. But yeah, remember, he was. Remember hearing that? Yeah. I heard that with like a, the singer of Tool. I don't know about Marilyn. It was yeah, no, Marilyn Manson heard that. Yeah, they said they took, he took so his he, rib out uh, so he could suck his own dick. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, everybody that do that. that was, I don't know. He was always like, "Hey, <laughs> it's great for marketing, Can you whether it or not." He was like, he was like always like seventy five pounds, soaking wet. You know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least I remember that. Yeah. I mean, it was when I was in high school. Everybody was like, "Yo, you got a rib taken out so you can suck his dick." And that's like, a great what? story, though. So now later in life, you know, because I do more, that's my bread and butter is Mark, and I'm like, man, that's a hell. Of a, yeah. What's your who gives a shit if it's real? Oh, my hidden talent. Here it is. That didn't catch on, like you know, butt lifts. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you run into Pitbull? How do you meet him? Okay, so when we had the Diaz Brothers, the, the production company, music production company, we're doing a lot of work with Sony Latin, Sony Music, and a lot of their remix divisions. And that, that Latin song, Bomba, uh, we were really big and in, involved in that song, becoming big and this and that. So it was the Latin Grammys, you know, that were supposed to be in South Florida. And we had tickets through Sony because we're doing all the work with Sony. We had, I think we had a record nominated. Um, but then they said, because of all the Cuban exile crap, and they started, they started losing their shit, and they had to move the Grammys to back to California. So like, oh, fuck, we got to go to California. So great, we get tickets, and we go like, we're going to go to California. And Sony said, we'll put you up at the MGM over there. You know, just get there. We'll, we'll take care of you. Like, fantastic. We're in Texas. We get on the plane, go to California. Around 6 o'clock in the morning, we get a phone call from Lou's wife. Oh, boy. Turn the fucking TV on! Turn the fucking TV on! Huh. Some nut jobs crashed some planes into the Twin Towers. Uh, oh. Yes, the wow. Latin Grammys were September 11, 2001. Oh, shit. <laughs> Holy shit. You but, have worse luck than me. You're the only <laughs> wow, guy on the planet that has... You, yeah. I, I was That's not there. Crazy. I was you better obviously go, not there. You better, <laughs> he could have changed history if he was there. If you were there, history would have been changed, not making light of it, but maybe... Oh, as, as crazy as it sounds for a little while, they're like... Oh. 
are they going to cancel their Grammys for this? <laughs> you know? No. Or mine for half a second. Like, no, three fucking planes. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Yeah. wow. And then it was a scramble to get out of town. And, you know, we, 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 we rented a car. Actually, oh, we got lucky and rented a car and went to Vegas. Vegas was like nothing happened. I mean, we, we pulled into Vegas. It was like business as usual. The shows were canceled, but the tables were open. <laughs> Let's go, right? Vegas was on. And we called our lawyer there and we spent a night there at the hotel. He said, let's stay there next morning. We kind of saw our options, flights were. So we just road trip all the way back <laughs> to South Florida. And we still got back before the from flights. Vegas? From Vegas? From Vegas. <laughs> there were no flights. There, there were no were flights. Oh, yeah. We, no, still, got back, we yeah. still got back before the planes were even up in the wow. air. That road trip should be a movie because that road trip alone <laughs> was such a fucking adventure. I it bet. was absolutely amazing. Give me a story. Uh, oh my that God. you can remember. Yeah. Uh, I remember. I remember a titty bar, a small titty bar in Not Texas, where some fat stripper fell off the stage. <laughs> I remember stick. Uh, was it a uh, fat fat boy and stick bug? This guy in the middle of the desert, middle of nowhere, had this like little shack where we thought we thought we we're gonna die. You know, we fucking this little shack. It's got no windows, like a little house with no windows. He's got a whole bunch of just random shit, like comic books and this and that, you know. And we see a whole bunch of like broken cars in the back, and we're like, "Oh, this is what's going on." They're parking. He kills them, Texas and then he sells their shit. Yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw the Massacre. <laughs> and then, and then, then yeah. comes, then comes the big line. It's like, hey, you guys want to see something weird? Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Here come the heads in the bottle. <laughs> oh, no, fuck out! Run! He takes us out front. And he shows us a stick bug. He's like, check it out, man. It's a stick bug. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm thinking, this guy, this it, it, there's, there's nowhere, dude, there's nowhere. This guy probably talks to people once every six months, or you know, for all we know. We're like, yeah, that, we gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, He just took off and never forgot Fat Boy and Stick Bug. Bobby, next thing you know, we'll be like, hey, you guys want to see what I got? That's an ant. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, okay, and so he busts some comments, let's get the fuck out of there. <laughs> you know? So then what, so then what? What happens next? Uh, next, that, I think after that, we got to Texas, you know? And it was funny because since we're driving back, you know, after, after 9-11, I think a lot of people kind of got it 24 hours a day. They're sitting in front of the TV watching it and watching it and watching it. We're not. We're just driving. We're not even hearing the radio. We're just driving, trying to get back and trying to have some kind of enjoyment for the fact that we missed the Latin Grammys. Right. Yeah. And we had front row seats. It was only the Grammys. Fuck, we're going to see Santana. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing big. <laughs> yeah. So we were still trying to have some fun and kind of like, you know, we even took a picture in the desert with our tuxedos on and stuff because we had them. We never used them, <laughs> you know. And it was funny because we pull into a town. Like, I remember we pull into a Hooters like in Texas and like to have lunch. And they're like, oh, my God, can you see what's happening? Is it horrible? Like, yeah, yeah, it's horrible. So what is it to do around here tonight? <laughs> is there any bars around, <laughs> you know? And we were just kind of bar hopping and kind of like in, we went to uh, New Orleans had a great time. They lost me for a while. They found me swing dancing in some bar with some girl throwing her up in the fucking air and shit. You know? <laughs> we got back. You thought we got back from Marty. You're like, buddy! You got fucking half beers in the car, beads, money, weed. <laughs> Everything on the planet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile. We built the Miami like, you know? We just got back from Marty. You guys are all happy and everybody's like, <laughs> so what's been going on? <laughs> oh, just fucking three planes. We thought four. <laughs> we don't know exactly who it is at the moment. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so basically when we got back, you know, from 9-11, um, you know, the music industry was done. If you weren't Enrique Iglesias thinking about Hero, nobody wanted to hear it, you know? Um, so basically, I got in the video. You know, I started dabbling in video and getting out of the music industry, and, and Lou and Hugo started working with this new rapper called Pitbull, you know? And so Lou and Hugo started developing Pitbull because Pitbull just got out of his deal with Luke, and he started developing Pitbull. Me knowing Lou and Hugo started doing video work, 
And next thing you know, I'm doing some video work for Pit. Lou and Hugo are producing tracks. He's getting bigger and bigger. And Pitbull was, you know, Pitbull was Pitbull. Pitbull's an amazing artist. You know, Pitbull's the kind of artist that just wanted it more than anybody else. You know, he doesn't take no for an answer. And he's a, he's a hustler. I mean, he just never stops to this very day. And the moves he's making in his life and his career are 100% him. There's no doubt in my mind. No one's helping him. You know, he's, I read he's always that, been that guy. Bobby, I read that most of what we hear like on the radio and the videos is done either in a hotel or on the road, not like in a studio. No, no. Uh, my, my buddy Al records him on, on his boat. He goes out to the goes out to the Bahamas on the boat. He records him on the boat, hotel rooms. He'll put up, you know, the beds, the mattress up in the corner, make a little booth for him. Yeah. Pitbull, do? I don't think Pitbull's been in a recording the... studio. Yeah, you, you get the so bed mattress sound and make like a little booth and he just sits there and does his rap. Now, as an engineer, right, how would you get, if you're rapping on a yacht that's moving, how the fuck would you get the sound of that? I guess Here. Pro Tools, right? Yeah, he's got a little he's got a little backpack of a whole Pro Tools thing set up and, you know, his, <laughs> his compressor, his mic, he brings, he brings his own mic. So that is true. Yeah, he brings his entire setup. Wow. Damn, all those. Just fucking, think of it. All those hits. Think of how long it would take him to record a song if he had to go to the studio every time. Right. Yeah. So he's getting tracks and he's just, wherever he's at. Let's do the track. He don't give a shit. You know? Now, like the ones that, that you were involved with, like, does he write them or are they just off the top of his head and he just raps into it and then. No, I've them? seen him. I've, I've seen him actually sit down and writing and writing lyrics and stuff and working it out before. Well, he, everything he, he's got to be one of the biggest in pop. I, I mean, everything he, he comes out with is like, hit, uh, hit, yeah. it's like a thing that always plays like at a game or. I'll tell, or you, whatever, I'll, or I'll tell you a great story about Pitbull. When we first started out with Pitbull. You know, I mean, you've seen him back in the day with the corn rolls oh, yeah. and the wife beater and yeah. stuff. He wanted to be a serious rapper. And not that he's not a serious rapper, but he wanted to be more of like a serious, you know, back in that time, you know, like more a of a Pac, Biggie. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he, type, want, he wanted yeah. to be, you know, he wanted to be more of a respected like that. Yeah. And we would joke about him and go, you're the party man. You're the party man. I'm not the fucking party man. He would get pissed off. He'd get like so offended at the idea of being the party man. And now he's like, I'm the party man. He's more than happy to take that title of party man. Because, yeah, you can't have a party. I mean, you can't have an event without hearing people. And he gives back to the community like crazy. <laughs> and what's cool, when, whenever I see it, you don't see it. You have to like really look. You know, I knew you were coming in, so I look more than I usually do. He's always giving to the community. And yeah. he's not bragging about it on TV like, hey, I donated this. He's just doing it. Yeah. He's yeah. that guy that shows up the set and shakes everybody's hand when he walks in. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll shake every PA's hand. That's he'll awesome. shake the guy, you know, the, the craft service guy. He'll say hi to every single person on that set. That's you know? cool. He, he never let, let the fame get to his head. No. He no. still stayed true to himself. No. And it, and and it shows in this success, yeah. right? Yeah, he'll come. It's, it's not like he's a he's not like he's a hassle, or we need a certain thing for him, or you know, wardrobe or this and that. You know, he's very he's very easy to deal with. Um, you know. So now you started uh, the new three hundred six website, right? Three hundred five. Three hundred five. Oh, Eric. Three hundred five. <laughs> <laughs> not me. That, that that that's the label that basically um, Mr. Three Hundred Five Inc. is is, is Pitbull's label through with his buddy Rob Fernandez and they run that label and basically um, you know he signed to a different label but Mr. 305 is where Pitbull funnels the artist that he works with he's got a recording studio down in Miami and are you a part of, of this? Um, I work a lot with Pit, Pitt's label a lot of stuff I do for all the artists and a lot of my um, repertoire of artists has been through 305 Inc. So take me through this a little bit because when I was looking at it it, it kind of looks like scroll down well if you go through the artist you know if you click yeah. through the artist click thing, on you know, artist it just shows you basically a list of all the artists that basically are signed to Pitbull's label this is Pitbull's record label basically so now for, so for, Lanier I've done work with Lanier I've done work with I Am Chino um, I've done work with Akina Montana Tucker you know that that, that right there is just is a re repertoire of a uh, new artist I'm not sure if Pitbull releases anything through here. I'm not sure if 305 Inc. has a 
a pot with a with, with the Spanish label, you know, side of it, uh, as opposed to the English side of it. But yeah, I was curious. I, I thought it kind of looked like say you wanted to book one of his artists. Would yeah. you go here to book them? You, you could book them through here as well. That that's kind of what it is. Yeah, you could book them through here as well. But that it is basically his, you know, his, his record label. Three hundred five Inc. is Pitbull's record yeah, that's label. Cool. Wow, that's that's really you know. cool. Uh, go to Bobby's site. Uh, first tab. Now this slide is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we got we got to yeah. let this fly. And Leslie Grace too. Yeah, that's who did it. Who did the uh, slide for you? Oh, this entire I, I built that. You yeah. built that? That's awesome. I, I edit everything I shoot. That's awesome. Uh, scroll down, Rob. So take us through uh, your website, Bobby. Um, well, this is like just a, the, the fr uh, front page of my website. That was um. A video we did with Pitbull, Becky G, and Delegato not so long ago. Well, I guess it was like a year ago. There's a badass camera right there. <laughs> Bazooka. I love it. Yeah, which one? That is, that's the red, right? Um, that's the red body. Well, I think that's like a 800 millimeter. Mm -hmm. That's nice. We're now, and now what really... would that run brand new? That whole big thing right there. Oh, my God. The entire setup. Yeah, with all the... You'd, you'd be in the 100 grams. That lens yeah. alone is like $63,000. <laughs> You got to tell them the story about the, the sexiest video. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is a cool story. This is funny. Yeah, yeah. Tell Actually, it's the video when you when you scrolled up and you saw that entire montage. Some of that video plays there. <clears throat> um, but I did this video for Pitbull. That one right there. I did this video called um, Como Yo Le Doy, which is a, those, that, a couple of those scenes there from that Pitbull video. Um, with this I love that right there. Uh, That's awesome. With this artist called, that, that video there, with some artist called Don Omar. Don Omar, yeah. I uh, know, sorry, not not Don Omar. It was um, Don Miguelo, I think it was Don Miguel. I think it's it's in there somewhere. I think it's in my reel. If you scroll down, if you go to the music video page, that's the music video page. Scroll down. Keep scrolling. Hey, I, I shot that one. Yeah, you were worked on that one. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, I love that fun. song. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Keep going, keep going, keep going. There it is. Come a little See that? Oh, Don Miguelo. Yeah, Don Miguelo. Don Miguelo had a you know had this record originally, then Pitbull jumped on it and did his thing, and the record took off and got really big. So the first half of the day I was shooting with Don Miguelo, Pitbull was going to show up later in the day for like you know three or four hours, and he's in and out. You know, I had the entire day with Don Miguelo, but every time I every time I want to shoot with Don Miguelo, he started feeling sick. You know, I think he just wasn't feeling the girl that we were putting the scenes with him with. You know, but he was just kind of like. We'd work on the scene for him, and then it was like, oh, he wants to wear a baseball cap. It's like, well, this kind of hurts the shot, you know? It's like, but you want to keep it on? Fine. We're going to adjust the lights. We spent about 45 minutes adjusting the lights. We're ready to shoot. Oh, now he doesn't, want, now he doesn't feel what he's got to go back. Oh. I'm like, so what am I going to do? I got to shoot something, right? right. So what am I going to do? Film girls. Okay, girls, come on. Jump on the couch. Okay, come on. Yeah, you play with her. You play with her. Yeah, take her for top. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And I'm you doing this. Lose there. I'm doing this most of the day because every time I want to shoot, I'm setting up. For some reason, Don Miguel doesn't feel well. In fact, he's got one master performance on this, and that's the only one I have with him the entire day because he was always like, I'm jet lagged. He had a long day yesterday. I don't feel well. Here comes Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> Pitbull doesn't play that game. You know, Pitbull, he'll, he'll show up with a 100 degree fever and do his shit. So here comes Pitbull. You know, I'm like, he's like, how's it going? I'm like, uh, it's been going, you know. <laughs> Don Miguelo hasn't been feeling that well. So you send him home. What? Just, Just send him home. Is, get if you ain't him. Him home, what the fuck is he doing here? If he ain't feeling well, tell him to go home. <laughs> you know? like, so I we do I do a couple takes with Pitbull and we do a take with him. And then that front door take was supposed to be a, a shot with him and Don Miguelo. And I was like, the the, the, the duo performance. He's like, no, no, he don't feel well. Fuck him. 
do it. Uh, because all of a sudden he feels fantastic. The other guy feels he's ready because oh Pitbull's now all of a sudden here. he's ready. Yeah, Pitbull's here and they're gonna now he feels fantastic. Yeah. And people like screw that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm that's saying? Awesome. And we brought the girl out. He did it with the girl in the, in the video became you know but that but that's just his work ethic. And that's his work. The, he doesn't he doesn't respect this like. Dude, you're here. I flew you down. I'm paying all this time, money. Yeah. There's a big video. We're spending all this cake on this. You know, you need you need to do your shit. It's not like you know. It's not like you're doing road construction, bro. You're out there spinning your verse in front of camera. Then go back to your. You know, it's it's not like hard labor you're doing here. You can make it. You know, and I think people once again doesn't understand that laziness. You know, because his life has never been like that. He's worked his ass off for everything he's got. So it's like. There's a huge video. There's a huge opportunity for you. You're on a huge track with Pitbull, and you're tired. You don't feel well. But the video. But, ended but up because being... of it, I'm, I'm, I spend the entire day filming girls, filming girls, filming girls. <laughs> a billboard comes out with the top like five or five, I think like top five yeah. sexiest videos of all time. And it's Shakira. And then me. <laughs> That's a win. Because you're not beating Shakira at that time, wow. buddy. Sexiest video. Like, I had no choice. I had nothing. I, all I could do was, like, jump on her, jump on her. <laughs> yeah. And it worked perfect. And it worked out perfectly. And if it wasn't Shakira at that time, you would have been one. Nobody's probably, beating her at that probably, time. Yeah, the way yeah. she could do that fucking shit or that yeah, belly awesome. thing. Mm -hmm. uh, remember her in the yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, early 2000s? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's God. still awesome. Yeah, she she came back a little bit, yeah. and I think later, I think I think they dropped them like soon after. I think the the whole relationship between them as a thing fell apart right after that because you know. And then you shot one of these. He, uh, he I, worked I, on my I, Elvis I one of my Elvis Crespo videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's Elvis Crespo. He's really awesome to work with. It was that one. That one, yeah, the one with the rain. Yeah. That one's actually it was that funny because he called me recently. Elvis, you know, you know Elvis Crespo, suavemente. You know, suavemente. yeah, I, I, I do know him as Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows Elvis Crespo. Yeah. Um, he actually he called me recently because this record's up for a um, a thing called Premio Joventu, which is a youth award. Did you and know yet, what that means? He's up for a youth award. His wife yet, is Spanish. That's why I asked. all the artists are all like you know in their forties or fifties. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, Beto Santa Rosa. I mean, he's like you got to be in the fifties or sixties. You know, is it like a God's waiting rooms uh, award? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, that's what's hilarious. He told me it's like it's a youth award. It's a, it's it's for youth artists. It's for like you know yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah. and we're up, and we're nominated for youth <laughs> award. <laughs> But that's Elvis. I mean, he's. I love that man. He's got a lot. Yeah, of it was. Game. It was really fun working with. Now, Donovan, him. I even got to teach him some qigong. Now, when you <laughs> step onto the scene, you're here with Bobby. You know, pro with this shit. When you come in, what do you do? Like, take me through that day that I that was you a were... part of, like the art department or something. Yeah, like I he helped set up the art. scenes because I have a really good eye with detail and everything. Yeah. And um, and I helped. They were they remember like they wanted to spend like an hour fixing like a part of the backdrop. I'm like, yo, I could fix that in five minutes, mm -hmm. and I did. Like, there were times that he wasn't feeling well, and I like went in there and taught Elvis like some qigong, and he was back on his feet and gave yeah, me a hug awesome. in front of everybody. It was so it was pretty cool. Then like we we were on a lunch break, and Elvis and I were like playing my steel drum. I've like I like. I play still drums. I don't know if you saw that, but it was a cool day. It was just, I didn't know why I was there, but I did everything I could to be helpful. Uh, and, you know, meeting a lot of really cool people and artists. I, but they're just so professional. You know, that's like, if we had to change a shot, just seeing how he would just, you know, bark a couple of orders and like everybody knew their shit. Everyone was professional. It was a really cool experience. And it's really all about energy because one bad person with bad energy can ruin the entire day yeah. of a shoot, you know? And it could be anybody, it could be a dancer. It could be, you know, it's like, it's just having that good energy. And he, and he's a 
great energy guy. And I try. Just having him there, he just everybody felt his energy and just his positive energy. How about that, Bobby? You got the Galactic out of him, Galactic. and then <laughs> and then you got you got a guy that can do something energy. in five minutes during a video versus a guy that takes two hours. Yeah, you got a double whammy, <laughs> but in a, like a plus whammy, not the whammy where you get fucked. Right. <laughs> so what? It, out of Pitbull, out of every one that you directed and were a part of the videos, which is the biggest one you were a part of, do you think? Um, well, I mean, I think the biggest ones were probably that one I just told you, Komilo Loi, and the Becky G one, the Becky. Know, as far as production was. So and now the production, you, that, that was a big part, too. That, that happened right in the middle of COVID. I'm glad you picked that one, because I wanted to ask you. So when you went to do that one, okay, you guys decide you're going to do the video for that song, right? Who decides what song? Well, they decide the song. The label decides the song. The label decides the song. What's on their pushing, what's on their, you know, want to release and what's on, you know, they want to put money behind it. Okay, you know, so now it. you know you have this song that you're going to have to direct, do a video. So now basically, what you you know, these songs usually get handed out to, you know, certain directors, you know, you know it's a big networking thing. So you'll hear about it. And what you do is you submit a treatment. You submit like a storyline, you know, like, you know, four or five pages explaining your concept for the video, your imaging, your, your visuals, and, you know, what you see the video to be. You know, and they basically, they, pick the script you like the best and then okay so then they pick you they pick the script mm -hmm. and then how does it go from there um then then basically we're, we're budgeted and you know i call my producer christy rc and basically camera crew and you know we start building a team and start looking for locations and you know it's pretty much just like you know it just it's a, it's basically like a film shoot just really small <laughs> because it's all going to take place in one day you know two tops you know but for the most part these videos get shot like in one day you know. Now, when you have to like close down a street or an area or or something like that, is that a whole bitch? I mean, is it a real total pain in the ass? Like, who do you, who do you go? Not to really. To no, it's no. actually it's actually not that hard at all. I mean, you have to go through the film um, film office for that city, you know, or that area. You know, maybe Beach or Fort Lauderdale, you know, whatever. You just go through the film commission office. You submit the treatment. You tell them what you need. You tell them what area you need. You know. What day you want to shoot it? Obviously, if you want to shoot something on South Beach on a Saturday, you're you're shit out of luck. You know yeah, yeah. Unless you bring in some serious cash in production, because they're going to tell you what you need. They're going to tell you, well, for that, for what you're doing there, you're going to need four cops. You're going to need this. You're going to need that. So basically, you just fill the the needs of the of the city, and you're you're ready to shoot. Wow, that's and it's your fun. street, and it's your street. Yeah. yeah. Earlier this year, we had that. We were. I hope to shoot that scene with a Lamborghini and yeah, downtown yeah, Miami. We just we did just, some. We uh, just had one cop. Just kind of. Yeah, we did some stunt driving stuff down this, the city of downtown Miami for um, actually for a bar mitzvah video. This wow. is this oh, is actually shit. all this yeah. is okay. This is this entire production. There's a massive <laughs> oh, production we're doing. Uh, with we're just we're 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 making it us look like this 13 year old kid is driving his Lamborghini to his mitzvah. Okay. It looked all this video is gonna do is play in the in the place before he walks in the room. <laughs> this is his entrance video into the mitzvah. I've never seen dude as dude. much money spent on bar mitzvahs or bot mitzvahs. Or, they don't fuck around, bro. They do. They not. take that shit seriously like, and they go all like out. Yeah. yeah, they spend fucking money. I I'll tell you. They like to party, they like to drink, and they like to eat. And yeah. they like to have a good fucking time. You know? And, yeah. and, and budget is not an option when those things are involved. Budget's never what? Yeah, out the door. Oh, I mean, I've, I've, had, I've been to some amazing Jewish weddings and bar mitzvahs, and Jewish people, man, I, they love the party. <laughs> they love to have yeah. a good time and eat and drink. And when I was living in Philly, right, my <laughs> friend heard that they spend tons of money. So my friend, like to hear this one. My friend decides he's going to go and invite himself to a bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah party, right? Yeah. 
in the mind thinking what swag he can yank to sell, right? So fucking, we run into, we see the guy the next day. This fucking guy has a trunk full of shit from this bar mitzvah. <laughs> he took the glasses. He took the, like the oh tablecloths because the, the cloth was like yeah. some silk crazy shit. I don't know how he got it. This guy had glasses. Guys, this guy had a whole entire, he had an S550, a big trunk. <laughs> Full of stuff from this bar. He, guys, look what I got. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, dude, it. the gift bags to leave? Yeah. I mean, they got, they got like, you know, like the, all the guest names like on bathrobes by the back door to leave. I mean, the, just, just the gifts they get when they leave are like, wow. <laughs> so now, Bobby, this freaking idiot. So he, he goes and tries to sell these glasses. He thinks they're just old. They're fucking crystal. Wow. So my friend wanted to crush them because he sold them you know as if they're just old or, okay, or like yeah. some fancy like louis vuitton not realizing glass. what he's got. here it's freaking crystal <laughs> our friend finds out boy was that a bad day for him but <laughs> 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 keep going sorry it was just no, no, it popped in my head and i just remember this fat guy named sal coming in i mean when i tell you big like this yeah <laughs> <laughs> big cigarette is not this i've been doing a lot of those lately i've been i work with the, the other company there suzanne delaware studios at, at that studio company. yeah that's great i want to get to that and um we do and you know and we do a lot of high-end events you know she and, and i met i met her dad a long time ago and we started talking and you know he wanted to bring that big production look to some of these you know big budget things and you know like i said this is a little, this is a little entrance video this is just going to play when the kid walks in the room that's crazy that's all it's going to do you know and there's a massive production with stunt drivers and, and by closing down streets in Miami and, it was, and I've, cops. I've it seen ones like like the, be like you know, how whatever the theme is, right? There's a theme to all them, and I'd be like, and coming up on stage now, Rick Ross. And you're like, what the fuck? This is a birthday party, and Rick Ross is out there doing oh, yeah. the whole fucking thing. You're like. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I went. They, to a, they they hire basketball players just come yeah. out there for photo ops, you know, like a meet and greet, you know. Yeah, they're all about trying to bring celebrities out there. I went to a uh, a pole, like you know, like the polo in Wellington. It's huge. Yeah. Like you you have to be a gazillionaire to be over there in Wellington. You know these polo guys; they're, they're loaded. <clears throat> so he came in. He's like the top polo guy. So we, I was invited to his birthday party. So we go there. Now, this is polo people, right? You know, they don't say fuck. They don't do, they, they're not really, you know, they're proper, proper, mm -hmm. kind of. Guess who shows up at this kid's birthday party? Fucking Tory Lanez. Oh I couldn't believe it. And, and, he, and he goes, he says, right, oh, he goes. that's right. You are telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, he goes, God, I'm not going to swear, all right? All right? I'm not going <laughs> to swear, I promise. I ain't going to swear. I ain't going to swear. And he did like 15 minutes, eight minutes, and he was out. He probably got 50 Gs for that eight minutes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But I couldn't believe it because they wouldn't tell anybody who was coming on. <laughs> I saw Tory Lane. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you could see all like the, uh, you know, like all the snobs with their nose like this. You know, like, ah, you got a rapper in here. Blah, 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 <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. But the the kids, I see Flowrider at about a bar mitzvah. You oh, know, yeah. Fuck yeah, you get paid. I get paid. Now, so when you set up this uh, video shoot that you're gonna do with people, the one of the bigger ones mm -hmm. that we're discussing. So now you everything's laid out. He shows up at the end. Is no, no. He, actually, that day, depending on what he, depending on how much parts he has in the video, you know, he'll show up for a certain. But you know, Pipples a workaholic. I mean, that day, I remember he showed up. He's like, "Okay, Bobby, I got to do some scenes, but then I got to dip. I got to go do records and stuff, and then I'll come back." <laughs> it's wow. like so he's, he's gonna come in, moving. do a few scenes. He's gonna get in the car. He's gonna go. He's got to do some some vocal drops, and then he's gonna come back. You know. Yeah, I always ask that because I'm I'm always so curious yeah. how you know the ones that stand the test of time 
their work ethics. So that, that's yeah. why I'm, I'm like, I keep hitting you with the questions because yeah. like, like that's he crazy. might He might be there for a little bit of time, but if he, if he's supposed to be there at three, he's going to be there at three. He's not going to show up at five or six. He'll be there exactly the time he says, and he'll leave the exact time he wants to leave. Yeah, I always, wonder, you know? I always wondered that too, because sometimes you just feel like some of these guys, you know, they get big heads, they get big, big time. Yeah, there are I some. show up when I want to. Uh, fuck, I'm done shooting. Uh, I don't, you know, like, but that's. And he's going to bring his own wardrobe guy, his own wardrobe. He's really easy. He comes in with like two or three people. He's wow. He comes in, he gets dressed. What do you want me to do? Where's my scene? Bam, 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 boom. I'm out the door. You not know? like a. 37 people entourage. No, no. He comes, and that he makes comes it in, so much easier. For he comes in really slim, you know, just the, the main people he needs so around cool. him. You know, he's not there to socialize. He's there to work and go home. You or know? go do more work. And yes, <laughs> do more work, you know. He's he's all about the bit, which is great. Because you don't you don't get a lot of that just, you know, oh, we need this, oh, we need that, we need, you know. Or I need purple M&Ms. I, yeah. I, know, I know a guy yeah. that he had to have red M&Ms. I know one that had to have gummy bears. Yeah. All kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Which is yeah. fine. Bring it yourself. Yeah. 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 Tell your driver you like to stop with the fucking Why wire. don't you have it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't buy it. Exactly. Right? Why don't you got a box of that shit in the car with you? Now, you saved a lot of people that were in the doghouse. You worked with Enrique Iglesias, right? No, I never worked with him. I thought you worked with him. No, Enrique Iglesias. You never ever. Mm -hmm. It's on your website. Enrique Iglesias? Yeah. On my website. Okay, well, now I'm going <laughs> skip that one. Maybe it was another Enrique. No. Yeah, maybe it was another Enrique. <laughs> no, I thought you did. No. But you did. You worked with a lot of other people. What are some other a artists of, you did? A lot of Latin videos? artists, yeah. Oh, yeah, Latin. What like, are some like, Al, like Elvis Crespo is a really big one. I worked with Leslie Grace, who recently became Batgirl, right? She became yeah. Batgirl. Fuck, I can, oh, yeah. 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 Which is pretty cool. What a switch, huh? Yeah, yeah. I did a, I did a big uh, 50s remix song with her. She did, she did that whole, um, what was that song? Um Oh my God! It's a really popular song. It's a really popular Spanish uh, English song, and she flipped it to Spanish. That uh, yeah, go scroll down. Let me see where is it. Keep going down. Um, then yeah, he's. Yeah, a I love this song, by the way. I, yeah. I used to play this song over and over in my car driving past yeah. the beach. I worked, <laughs> I worked with a Marley. I worked with Akon. Keep going, keep going. Where's Leslie? Where's Elvis How is oh, Akon? Pur, pure, pure. Oh, yeah. Be my baby. Be my, be my, yeah, be my, my baby. baby. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's fucking bad. That's, that's what we did with her. Yeah. She was weird. a blessing to work with, too. How was uh, Akon? Akon was really easy. He yeah. was, once again, a really easy artist. You know, some of these veterans that have been around just are, are no headaches, you know? They're really easy. In fact, we just did an Elvis Crespo video um, with those... With some other, we actually just passed it right there. Um, yeah, right, right there, yeah. With uh, Limite 21. <clears throat> we just did that video. Elvis was going to do another video with some younger artists, you know? And the headache involved with doing a video of those artists, he just scratched the whole project and did it with those guys. Because it's, he, just, it's just too much they, bullshit, right? It's like, how do you guys even make it in this business any, anymore? It's like, you look at the older artists, the guys that have been around, you know? And not like massively old. We're not talking about like, you know, 70, 80 year old guys like, you know, what's his face? Paul Young complaining and shit. <laughs> fucking, you know? <laughs> I'm talking like, you know, 30 or 40 years old, you know? Yeah. That, that just have this work ethic, then that's why they're celebrities. That's why they're stars because they didn't wait for someone to open doors for them. You know, they just, they made their own moves. South Florida's full of artists waiting for a label to make them a star. Well, hurry up and wait. You know, I, I can give you a list as long as my arm of fantastic kick ass rappers and artists. That I remember from back then, where are they now? I don't know. I'll tell you where, where they're not. They're not. They didn't get anywhere because they didn't understand that your career is your business. 
that you make your career. A manager manages your career. doesn't create one for you. He manages the one you have. And if you don't have one, I got nothing to fucking do. You know, you got to go out there and give me something to do. You got to go out there and manage your own career. You got to make yourself a star. You know, and that's what I learned with Pitbull. No one made Pitbull. Nobody made Pitbull but Pitbull. You know, when he wanted to get on, on the Mario Lopez show or go to spring break in Cancun, he made the phone calls. That wasn't a label. That was him making the phone calls, getting his ass booked over there. Him hunting him down, harassing Because if not, he'd never get on these shows. Yeah. You know? He's the one making the calls. Labels got bigger artists they're worried about. You know, Pitt's a great artist, but you're not an A-lister to them. You know? You're not... You're not you're not Taylor, on that level. You're not Taylor Swift. You're not 19 years old and, you know, making, you know, making billions of fucking dollars. You're still a fantastic artist, but they'll go to town. If you want to get this from, you're going to have to make the call. And he's going to make the calls. He's got no fucking problem doing it, you know, and he's going to get there and you're going to see him there. So when you see Pitt, know that he's the one that made himself happen there. No one got him there. He's you, probably the one who got him at that spot. And artists listening, wouldn't you recommend that they make the call as well? Because then it's yeah. them talking to the person, um, even if it's 77 layers, <laughs> right? When Pitt first started out, I remember people was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go talk to that guy in New York for you. Like, I already did. I already went. I already got back. Yeah. <laughs> I already went to New York, talked to the guy, and came back. You still haven't even gotten the fucking phone with him. Because he probably doesn't even know who the fuck it is. Because I, don't, I know in this little podcast thing, before I met AJ, if I wanted you, or you nine times out of 10, there's 30 layers that you don't even know that are there. So there's Jim here. Jim doesn't even know you. He don't even know what you look like. Mm -hmm. And he says, Oh yeah, let me, let me uh, see if Bobby can come in or Donovan can come in. Then Jim calls Tim who calls Tom, who calls Rob. And finally the one at the end, Donovan, after the nine people, they actually know you. And Donovan says, Hey Bobby, do you want to come on MSCS? And he said, yeah, I'll come on for such and such. And then he tells this guy, this guy. And by the time it's back to me, there's 200,000, you know, it's, yeah. it's top, 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 you know. But when you, even for an artist in that situation, calling direct, there's no one that you have to pay, right? Because you're making the call if you're, you're coming out. So when you were talking about these artists that get stuck, so talented, but they get stuck. They're not a go-getter like Pitbull was, right? Well, you know, the, the good thing about people like Pitbull as well, too, is Pitbull's a well-rounded artist. Pitbull's not, you know, because you'll find an artist that's really good at rapping, but he's horrible with people. He's just, you know, he's just got horrible people skills, you know, or he's not good on camera, you know, or he's fantastic at that stuff, but he's not this great at this. Or he's fantastic at all that, but doesn't know the business, you know, so he's like, I want all the publishing, you know what I'm saying? So to find an artist that gets the business, understands it, is a good people person, and can rap and has skills, that's like hard to find that can cover all those bounds, you know? So when you got someone like that, yeah, you, you're going to make it, you know, because he can cover all the bounds. He's a great rapper. He's a great people person. I mean, 90%, I mean, I would say most of Pitbull's career has been about the fact he's a great people person. You can't help but love him. This guy came down to film the Fast and the Furious movie. And this is back when Pitbull was like, you know, fucking running around in fucking wife beaters and shit. They became like best friends, you know? <laughs> and he ended up having a track on the movie and shit. You know? It's like he's just a people guy. You just can't help but like him, you know? He's just very personable and, you know, he got the gift of gab as well as being a really good artist and knows how to jump on hits. And he's 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 got a good recipe. He knows what works, you know? And sticks to what works. And he sticks with what works. And that's but his brand, that's his style. And 
He's happy to be the party man now. Like I said before, like, I'm not, now he's like, I'm fucking the party man. Look at my bank account, bro. I'm the fucking party man. He's got an ear to ear smile right now but, <laughs> everywhere he goes. But these artists that, that were so, that are so talented and so good, but didn't put the work in or were waiting. Like you said, you keep waiting, keep yeah. waiting. What would you have recommended to just keep creating content, put it on YouTube, Spotify, whatever I'll, maybe? I'll give you a what would you recommend if somebody's watching that in that situation? I'll give you a great story. A long time ago, I did a whole little documentary on Pitbull. And I talked to a lot of people that, you know, came up with him. And I remember going to talk to DJ Laz, you know, because DJ Laz really is the one that first started breaking his records on the air on Power 96 and stuff. And DJ Laz said, you know, a lot of people would come to me and go, I'm a rapper, I'm this and that, I got this song. And, you know, Laz's like, yeah, no problem, I'll, I'll give you a shot. Just show up at the studio tomorrow morning, bring me something, you know, and we'll talk. Pitbull's the only guy that ever showed up. No shit. <laughs> Pitbull's the guy that showed up in the morning and brought him a CD. And if it, Laz was like, I like it, but he'll come back tomorrow with another one. Podcast is brought to you by Monster Energy. Tear into a can of the meanest energy drink on the planet, Monster Energy. It's the ideal combo of the right ingredients in the right proportion to deliver a big bad buzz that only Monster can. Monster packs a powerful punch, has a smooth, easy drinking flavor. Athletes, musicians, co-eds, road warriors, metalheads, geeks, hipsters, and bikers dig it. You will too. Monster Energy is more than just the green OG. Monster has Monster Ultra. Juice Monster, Monster Hydro, Rehab Monster, Dragon Tea, Monster Max, Muscle Monster, and many more. Buy on Amazon, buy on Walmart, or go to monsterenergy.com and believe me, you'll find a place. Unleash the beast, Monster Energy. Nobody else ever showed up. <laughs> there you go. Why is Pip on the radio? He fucking showed he up. He showed up. <laughs> What's the point of talking to this guy and say, yeah. if you're not willing to even go and show up at the station? That little thing. That's all. All he had to do was get there, and he brought. He kept bringing Laz music until finally Laz. I fucking like this song, and and here we are, because he. Laz will tell you he showed up. That was the big secret. And he never gave up. Yeah, he never gave up. He never gave up and showed up. And the more you hated him, the more he loved him. He's he's constantly thanking the haters. You know, the at the end of every show, I want to thank the first person he fucking thanked. The first person I want to thank the haters. Yeah. You know. Donovan, do you know anything about these 360 deals? Do you know, do you know anything about them? No. I, I've asked a few. I, I'm sure. Can you explain to me what a 360 deal is? Well, from my knowledge, a 360 deal is basically, you know, because back in the day, um, labels really made more money off the record sales and artists made more money off tours and, and merchandise sales, you know? On the 360 deal, now they get a piece of everything. Now, instead of you getting the 70, 30 you used to get for performances, now it's 50, 50 all the way around. Oh. Now everybody's getting a piece of everything, you know. Now, now, now it's not like you go on tour, make a ton of fucking money, and your record don't sell shit, <laughs> right? Because before that's how it used to be, well, right? Th think of the think of the Aussie days, yeah. think of the old rock days. These guys were selling out arenas and didn't have a top ten record, right? They you were all, it was all tour money. It's all tour money. They were selling albums, but they're not getting any play, and they're making they're selling out fucking stadiums mm -hmm. <laughs> full of people showing up, and they they don't even got a top they don't even got a top one hundred song. I mean, <laughs> Ozzy didn't get a top ten song until like he was like. <laughs> I think I think he didn't get one until I was alive. Yeah, he had a whole career, and he's yeah. have, you know. Hey, Donovan, show us show us a little performance while we get a little video up and ready. Oh man, okay, I'm gonna break something in here. <laughs> uh, we have lifetime warranty. Yeah, Fuck it. Yeah. So uh, throughout training kung fu, I've been always searching for weapons or 
kung fu uniforms or something that would last that wouldn't fall apart so uh i mean i've i've gone through so many different lightsabers i love the ones at disney and everything but i wanted something that wasn't so bulky and something i can really use and uh so yeah this one that i brought i was going to show you guys this one <laughs> uh from Maz sabers actually this thing's awesome this right here yeah i got you in a watch there up. we yep. go cool all right so what's cool is that you don't have to just choose one color it changes color it has different sounds it's rechargeable and you don't even have to push the button to turn it on you can just give it a little <laughs> it a little love and the sound is amazing feels good how do you switch the colors by holding the button down you can do one two three and it just starts cycling through the colors so then you just stop it and right now i'm pink <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's just awesome you can get two of them and put them together make a staff and like that's this video i'm with like a double spear staff yeah, so. I'm gonna play that quick because you slow mode this too here i don't see it let's pull it up here quick <laughs> that, that is cool crazy days i actually the guy that plays darth maul ray park i was i studied his butterfly kick that's what that is i was and just I, gonna I, say how did you play that again Rob? <laughs> you, you gotta watch that a few yeah. times really catch that Hold on, yeah i i really just studied how he did it and i actually oh messaged him on instagram and he replied like, he I, like, I wish we had that 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 triple uh nunchuck video wow. oh the nun i think i did send it uh oh yeah God. it's a three-sectional staff versus spear um mm -hmm. That's just me showing off and flipping around and stuff. <laughs> Pull up uh, the website. Look, look at that collection of weapons in that shop back there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kung Fu yeah. is quite the arsenal. Well, which one is it today, Donovan? Yeah. <laughs> 101 ways to kill How somebody. long yeah. did it take you to, I guess... You did it since you were six. Ma not, I mean, I guess you're always learning something new, right? They always yeah. say, but like to almost master what you're doing. How long did that process take to get to where you're doing these crazy shit? I mean, I still practice, but... Um, I, I I would just do it every day when I was a kid. I would even meditate for hours when I was a kid. I was I was pretty weird, but um. Yeah, but no, it was funny because you remember telling me a story about how he trained in kung fu like in Miami and stuff, and then when you hooked up with Sifu, he basically you knew he knew all these forms, but he basically cleaned it all up yeah. for him and basically like okay, no, you know him, but you don't you need to yeah. like perfect them, you know. And you tweet it, yeah, yes, that's it's, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an art of self mastery, like I said earlier. It's just you're you're. And, and you know it's kung fu can really empower you but it can also bring out a lot of ego you know and kind of make people arrogant like anakin skywalker you know it just, it just happens and um it could also be therapy too right definitely definitely it, it it can change people for the the better you know it really can it's 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 like i said it's a healing art um so i think i mean i love it when people are respectful and kind but keeping humility it, like we were talking about with Pitbull and everything, just yeah. having someone that that gets to mastery, but they're still balanced with humility. That that to me is a strength. That's the strength to change, to Absolutely. evolve, and that's something. If you if you have master something and you're oh I'm perfect, you know. Well, that's that that's what humility is. Humility yeah. is just someone who's still learning. Yeah, you you're know. teachable. Yeah, you, you're, because if you lose humility, then you can never learn, right? Yeah. So <laughs> like you know when I'm teaching kids, like that's my focus is their character they're, so cool. you know you're probably saving on more kids than you know out of man, fucking man i've got kids that started when they were four they're like in college i'm older than i look and, and it's, it's <laughs> amazing they look back at these programs that we did when we were little and they were little at least then it's 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 been a really cool life and being able to teach all over the world i've been i've, I've taught in congratulations los, los angeles and colorado and been to india and 
Uh, take, take me through the website. Take me through everything on here. So if somebody wants to get involved. Well, this is galacticsaberacademy.com. Um, we actually have the entire first course on YouTube. Yeah. Like right there, it says free classes on YouTube. If you click there, it takes you right to the uh, the entire YouTube page. And we have the entire first course there, um, the, 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 the cadet course. Yeah, you can actually learn course. all the basics. Yeah. With that YouTube channel. Oh my that's God! This picture. picture. That's yeah, a badass that. picture. That's a badass <laughs> yeah, picture. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that picture. In fact, if you click on that um, that little warrior where it says warrior, right there. Yep. There go, right yeah. Right. Click on warrior so we can see the warrior that is. Uh, Blow that up, Rob. Master Dovan. Yeah, in this program they do call me Master Dovan. <laughs> Damn, with one hand? Yeah, I, I I learned that when I was seven. So if you're listening to this, yeah. he's taking you need to watch this as well. When you get back, watch it. Right? <laughs> right, guys? Yeah. I mean what you're doing with this thing is crazy. And you can see you sweating, so it's a workout, man. I can oh, see yeah. I can see you sweating a little bit there. Oh dude. Yeah. Nothing gets me like sweaty. And I love the be, behind like, the neck thing. Yeah. That's what I love. We know the behind the neck thing. I love that. I think I bust a butterfly. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah, there it is. See, but that's the type of stuff right there, I think. You know, you look at what you're doing, and you know, it's awesome that you're teaching that kids this. It's yeah. like, this is like stuff that they should have in school for some of these kids. You know, right. I mean, I, the, I, I did do years of after-school programs and stuff, too, with kids, and uh, it's... But there's so much, like, made about bullying and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like... Well, I'll be happy. outlets for kids yeah, to dude. do stuff. Build up their confidence. I mean, I'll be, I'll be happy to go there, you know? It's like when I, yeah. when I was in high school, you know? I mean, my high school, in Hylia High School, Hylia High School had, had metal shop. Had wood shop. It had home ec. It had orchestra. It had band. It had chorus. Okay. We had an automotive thing. We had a bus that would take you to the airport so you can go to George T. Baker Aviation and learn aviation mechanics. And that's why we had no shootings back then. The kids were too fucking <laughs> yeah. busy. That's what I'm saying. Kids had shit to do. Now kids have fucking nothing. You took away all the fun. Yep. You took away everything enjoyable and made this horrible humdrum school that no one wants to fucking be in. Yep. Ain't nothing to fucking do. Nothing. 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 <laughs> Pull up you know? uh, Donovan's Instagram before he's got to get yep. out of here. Yeah. Can... Or those pictures or whatever you have up there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Donovan gives us things to do. Yeah. Anything you want, uh, Rob, to pull Donovan? Well, the one I wanted to show you uh, was the video from before, Archery, Steel Drums. Yeah, it was that one. So we already got that, but there are some, I think you guys got some stuff of me teaching classes. and That weapon. Look at that weapon. Look at that weapon to the left there. What? Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> that is a dragon, man. It's like, it's, like, it's like killing you in eight different fucking <laughs> yeah. ways. Look at that. Look at that thing. Yeah. I bet Look Rick, at that thing. I bet Rick uh, Prado from the yeah. CIA, I mean, he might have some use for that <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's like yeah. how you fight Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bobby, you liked it. I liked right. it. Of course I liked it. <laughs> but go to the other, not Instagram, but the, just the pictures. Uh, you got my other stuff up there somewhere. The, oh, like in the India pictures? Yeah, there. this one's at the Shaolin Temple. So a lot of what I offer in the program, um, there's so many different swords. There's straight swords, there's broad swords, there's double sabers, there's, you know, hook swords, there's everything. So uh, it's, it's I'm, I'm kind of collecting all of these different styles and different weapons and stuff and putting them into the Star Wars program. So it's, it's a lot of creative freedom on my part, which I love. I'm just like making my own forms. And then there's more. This was back in Miami and Shaolin. There we go. So I I want a class like this where I've got about 500 students. Yeah. Uh, and go over to the next one. Imagine everyone with a lightsaber. Yeah. Not all those people with yeah. lightsabers. We did like a Tai Chi form here, meditation, Qigong, and 
So that's that's our goal. We want to see you know a, a group of people practicing an art in unison, and you know like really. I think there's Learning. so much power. You're going to see it in space. You know? It's funny because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever, Mars. whenever we get new students, they you know they don't know what to expect, and they come to class and they they learn that they they are learning real martial arts, and it's like this is really cool. You know, it's like when they, when they realize that we're just not like just banging around sticks with each other, that they're it's like they really respect it, and they really yeah. kind of get a a feel for what they're learning. Oh, there's actually a combat. If you go back to my Instagram, there's this uh, me and one of the students are actually. Uh, that's it right there. Yeah, yeah. That one right there. Right yeah, there. Click on that one. Yeah, mm -hmm. click on that one. <clears throat> just, you know, so it's not just swinging. I do teach. Oh, that's fucking cool. She's cool. Okay, Donovan. <laughs> that's some quick shit. If I see you with that stick, I'm not coming near you. Yeah. Well, my, my student, that, that kid's only been my student for maybe four yeah. or five months. Yeah, that's our, that was our first student. Yeah. He's pretty damn defensive, I'll tell you that. Yeah. That was our first student. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Nate, who also has his own, you know, like a YouTube channel. And yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. He's really big into the Star Wars. That's though. cool, man. So you worked with a lot of branding. Like, you went to branding because oh, in 2001, you kind of moved a little bit away from the music. Is that right? And more yeah, into and it film. Was, and it was funny because in the video world, it was a lot easier to transition because of the music world. Because of my, because of my understanding of music, it made it so much easier to transition to video. And like I talked to Lou and some of the guys in Universal Music, and they, they, they all tell me, it's like, video was your thing, bro. Video was your thing because the way that, since I understand music and making it work with video, it's like, that was my thing. You know, having that background before really is what made me much better at the video business. What When did it click that that was your niche? Like, that was your love? Like, you loved the music, but the film maybe was really your love love. Well, I always liked it when I was, like, young and stuff. I remember, like, in high school and after high school, I just, you know, did some acting stuff, and I was actually on a couple episodes of 21 Jump Street with Johnny Depp back then. Fuck they yeah. did a whole spring break episode down here. Imagine or some the pussy he got. That. <laughs> Imagine that every girl, every girl that I went over to her house, that picture was on her wall. A great, a great story back then. It was, it was, it was during production. Um, Peter DeLuise and Johnny Depp, and I forgot who else was in the cast. They were going to some little bar in the, in the Gables, and I was, I, I kind of hit it off with Johnny because I was just feeding him cigarettes all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> he was a massive chain smoker, and he's like, he you know, and like, there you go, there you go. And then he, because of it, sometimes like, hey, you make sure you put him, put him behind me in the scene so I come out as an extra, you know. So <laughs> I, got, I got some good extra spots thanks to passing him cigarettes. That's awesome. <laughs> we went to some bar down down south, and it was like, just like I said, it was Peter DeLuise, him, and a couple other people, and just a few people we invited. And I remember like um, a couple people walk up to him and go, are you Johnny Depp? And he's like, no, but everyone says I look just like him. <laughs> That's how he got away with it back then. <laughs> I, think, I think he's in the top five best actors ever. You, How can you go from Pirates of the Caribbean to Donnie Brasco to Black Mass, back to Pirates of the Caribbean? Back and to even him. before that, we did Nick of Time. Yeah, Nick of Time. He had, he had a lot of great, like, like small, smaller role movies, but they were really, really good. Fucking good. How about the one when he was he was a book writer? Yeah, like in the middle of nowhere. Uh, like, silent was it something window? It was secret, secret, window. secret, secret window. window, secret window. And you were like Johnny Depp is in this? Oh, and the Sleepy Bob Hollow, Bob. and yeah. I, I love Sleepy Hollow. One of my favorite Johnny Depp movies is Sleepy Hollow. You know what I like the best about him? 
He doesn't give a fuck. He does his movie and he goes and parties, cleans up for the movie, looks like a million bucks, <laughs> goes and lives his life with the rock band, badass. And then that dirty bitch tried to fuck him. Uh-uh. He had some killer lawyers. In that actually, movie. my girl's dad worked on his pirate boat. Really? Yeah, because really? he works on boats and stuff and he actually does some work on his pirate boat. I've never heard one bad thing about him. Me neither. And when, Me neither. when uh, what's her name, took him, tried to take yeah, him, yeah. you know, everybody stuck up for him. And I look at him now, he's like, you know, <laughs> and then now they're, th they're throwing mad money him to come back <laughs> yeah, to the movie. Like, like, yeah. Triple, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, oh, so something went wrong. You didn't want me. Go ahead. Yeah. Who are you going to replace me with? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see the numbers that that does. Hmm. Instead of that 250 million you paid me, if you want me, I want 500 now. Yeah, you can't have it without him in it. Oh, it's like, hell no. No. Even if he was convicted, I'd still have him. Wouldn't because you? people watch the movies now, and they're not really that great anymore. But you still love the giant death parts of it. Yeah. And you know, the new it's ones. Are kind of, yeah, it's like how many fucking can you make? How, how many fucking dead ghost <laughs> shit are you gonna run into? It's like, oh, what? more dead pirate ghosts. Ooh, what but a concept! Know, the the ideas are just flowing out of Hollywood. <laughs> but we watch it just because we want to see Johnny Depp go crazy and act nuts, it's even like though it's that, not even really that great. You know, historically alone, there's thousands of fucking pirate stories. Yeah. You guys can't pull off one of those. You got to keep going back to the ghost pirates <laughs> and more ghost pirates and like, more ghost pirates. It would be like having, it would be like having uh, Rocky without Sylvester Stallone. Like, how can you yeah. do Rocky without Sly? He is Rocky. You can't do it. That's yeah. the whole basis. Yeah. Yeah. They did Creed, but... Eh. Now, it's nothing bad because I, I love him. I, my, one of my favorite movies ever is Donnie Brasco. Yeah. I, I think that is the best dictation of that life ever. All this other shit's bullshit. Oh, and, and, it, and if you really want I mean, Fear and Loathing. I mean, yeah. his him and fear I can't even yeah. think of a bad one. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because he's so versatile. You know, it's not like he sticks to one genre. It's not like, you know, yeah. Robert De Niro who's like playing Robert De Niro in every fucking movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all he does is play Robert De Niro. You know? He he plays different roles, you know? I mean, he's he's just a very versatile guy. Even Brad Pitt. I, I, I love Brad Pitt. Love Brad Pitt too. You know? I love Girl drove him nuts. Angelina Jolie, he, he, she, she should never have left well, Jennifer Aniston. Never should Is she have. not like the world's uh, greatest babe? She's to just, this very day. She's, she's like just the, the perfect girl. She's yeah. Number one. She's like, everybody's perfect. You just want that perfect. You know, she's just, everything about her is just like pristine. Okay, she's, but let, let's take Jennifer Aniston, right? You know, very nice, kind. You know, you're not tying her up. You know, I don't think anything like aging amazingly. She aging amazingly. Beautiful. But then you do Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie, a freak. Okay, so now you have Angelina Jolie Two at friends. her top. She's a 10 in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You got Brad Pitt. He's still a 10, right? They're together. Now, you know Angelina Jolie's a freak. But ne what? Next thing you know, Brad Pitt's got six kids that are from different countries. <laughs> so the only way that a guy allows that to happen is in the bedroom, it must be okay. Because for him to be like, oh, another kid? Okay, honey. That must be some good shit. I mean, call me crazy, but I, I've never seen the fascination of Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Doesn't do it to me at all. I mean, yeah, she's like bony as bony can be. Just a mystery. It's just a face. She's just got a really pretty face and big But other than that, like those shoulders, like she's just very, I mean, I I, I don't see the personal attraction to her. I agree. You know? You know what I couldn't believe? God bless her for, you know, the success yeah. she's had and being the heartthrob, but I just, you know, wouldn't look at her twice at the club. I couldn't believe who her dad was. <laughs> I couldn't believe who her dad was. Yeah, who is her dad? Her, um, uh, if, I know he's a big name oh, actor, uh, right? The... It's going to drive me nuts. You never would think it was him. I'll look it up in if, a second. If, I know. I can't. Yeah, it's an old It's an old actor. Yeah, he's an older actor. Very kind of like proper-ish. You, you wouldn't think 
<laughs> you wouldn't. You don't see. I'm that trying to think. It's a guy that George Costanza bought a car from. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was the actor George Costanza. Yeah, yeah, John Voight. That's what. Yeah. yeah, George Costanza apparently bought a car yeah. from John Voight at one of the episodes. Now, if you didn't know and yeah. you weren't in the you industry, would never you would never think that, right? No, never think in a million. Now, what I think is, what did you do for uh, Nickelodeon? For Nickelodeon, yeah, we did. did we did a whole like thing with uh, DJ Khaled for Nickelodeon. Did it? What was it? DJ it was. Khaled. What was it? It was his it was, Snapchats for the fucking best. <coughs> or, uh, he used. To... It was for the. Um, <laughs> it was for the Nick Awards that they were. They did him. In, I think in South Florida, we did a whole bunch of promo videos with him with Nickelodeon out there. How massive was that? Um, that was pretty cool, and it's pretty cool how far Khaled's gotten. Oh yeah, you know, because I remember. I remember filming Khaled back in the. W in the EDR days in the studio with his shirt off and his hairy back there teaching and you know, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that guy is fucking hairy. I mean, I've never seen a t-shirt on, but holy shit! <laughs> what made him but, pop? You know what? Khaled is a great people person, and he was on a station for a very long time, and he met a lot of big artists. Networking, and he was just a great networking person, and he cashed in a shitload of favors because think of his records—they're just awesome producer, some massive beat. And some big name artist that's on there really as a favor to, to Khaled because he had such a great relationship through EDR with all these artists and was able to pull off these massive albums with like all these A list artists, you know, and just going there and just we the best. That's all he had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. another one. But, another one. But he knew how to put people together and how to build a production and how to get things that he wanted done. And hey, God bless him once again. Made a huge brand for himself off a little radio job at EDR. He's just a fucking radio jock at EDR. You know, that's all he, you know, and, and spawned off an amazing career. So now when, when Khaled does a video with Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, I mean, Ludacris, he's not paying any of them? Those artists? Yeah. Like oh, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're, getting, they're getting paid. Well, a lot. I don't want to say for all of them because I'm sure they're, they're, they all work differently, you know, but they're getting paid for their time. They're getting paid for their wardrobe. They're getting paid their flights. They're getting paid all the travel, all the expenses, and they're on the record, so they're getting publishing off the record. On the residuals, you know? right? Yeah, they're getting residuals and publishing off the record that they're on. Because like when you see those names, a Bieber, mm -hmm. a Brown, you know, uh, 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 Alcina when he was killing it before he got sick, August Alcina. Uh, you know, all the ones he's done, just monsters. Well, well the industry really changed massively with urban music and hip-hop and everything like that. I mean, you just think of the 80s rock days and the, and the 90s rock with Nirvana and you had all these bands with their fucking egos and we're not going to do this and we're not going to do that. And then you got this brand new music and they're willing to do fucking anything for a buck and, and, they'll, <laughs> and they'll do things with other artists and features and we don't even got to go on tour together. You got to release the record. It's a fucking dream to the record label. No more of this bullshit headaches and these bands and their, and their problems. You know, bring it on. And it just it really created a brand new market where artists can be on different records and not have to worry about going on tour or not have to worry about doing performances together because it's really about the strength of the record, you know. And so it's and then and they basically get to do a lot of features on music videos. And what what how bad is that? Oh, I get to come to Miami and hang out in a hotel room and spend the day at the beach and do a video with Khaled. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> but you know, from the outside looking in, when when you see a Bieber, you're like, okay, he's half a million. You see Breezy, you figure he's two fifty. You know that you look at it and you think off the rip, that's a three million dollar video just in in the the guests or the. The well, the, the concepts have to be there, yeah. Right? Because now you're talking about some big names, yeah. And and the looks have to be there. You're talking about wardrobe and makeup and hair and you know their trailers and just just to care, just the artists care because you know they deserve it. They're, they're the big name, you know. So you just can't bring them in and you know stick them in the back <laughs> of a fucking SUV until they're time to go on, <laughs> on camera. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, go in the back. Go back in the back RV. Hey, yeah. Drake, you too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. There's some water in the fridge if you want it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all going to want their space, and they, they all want their flavor, and they want their look to be the reflective of them, you know. You can't bring J-Lo on a shoot and not have her stylist, not have her people that, that make J-Lo J-Lo. You know, you got to bring her people, and you know, that gets expensive. The first time <laughs> I saw that cross was that uh, it was Nelly and Tim McGraw, Oh, yeah. And and it crushed. He's still doing country now. Yeah, and it crushed. Yeah. Remember that song? Yeah. It, I forget how it went, but it, I mean, it crushed. It was number one forever. Yeah. And that was that was the first time I noticed, you know, rapper R and B with with country and shit. Well, and, and that's the going, those artists realizing that there's a market there, and if I could do a feature with this artist, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, if you get him with the country boys, it's kind of like <laughs> it, it. It kind of works both ways in a sense, you know. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm sure I'm sure doing a, as, a, as a younger artist doing a video with Pitbull is an amazing experience, but again, it's also humbling for Pitbull as an artist with his doing something with this younger talent, you know, that kind of keeps him relevant as well, you All know. Right. So it, it's kind of a, a give back in that sense of both artists because they're both kind of like humbled at the experience in a sense, you know? And not necessarily with Pitbull because he's going to work to death mm-hmm. anyway, but somebody else, maybe that younger person they work with, they're like, oh shit, I got I to gotta stay on top of my game because I see what's coming up. Yeah, and then you basically, it's almost like a mentorship, you know? It's almost like you're, you're seeing how this person you might have looked up to works for a living. Do you, yeah. do you, sorry, do you think now, like, you know, Pit, Pitbull's still relevant, he's, everyone knows his name, he's still amazing. Like now, is it like Bad Bunny, the new, he's like the guy now, either the younger guys, or what do you think? Pitbull's very fortunate that Pitbull can bounce back from the Hispanic market to the English market and not miss a beat. He's got it fucking made. You know? Yeah. He can knock out, he could put out records in the Spanish market, put out records in the English market, which was like a a thing for a while. Remember like Ricky Martin Mm -hmm. and Jay, they were putting out English records and Spanish records and Ricky Glesia, the same kind of thing. Pitbull can bounce back. Pitbull can feature with American artists. Pitbull can feature with country artists. Pitbull can feature with Anyone. international artists. And it works. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, any big event you hear him. Super oh, yeah. Bowl, yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Fucking even the Olympics. He's everywhere. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's now, the party man. <laughs> this is going to throw you off. Talk about diverse. What did you do for Royal Caribbean? <laughs> You want, I mean, fuck. This guy, I, this guy, I worked, he's I worked got fucking gl- light sticks. He's got this. He's got that. You're doing everything. Not Bob. much. Not much. I worked at a, a production company that um, was doing some um, interactive video stuff for Royal Caribbean to promote uh, promote the ship. So basically, we invented this um, we invented this go kart experience because they got the Royal Caribbean ship. Now it's got the go kart racing track on top of the ship. Have you seen that shit? No. Yeah. <laughs> they got a go kart on. Oh on, yeah. You saw yeah. That? They got they got go kart so, racing on top of the fucking ship. That's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> They got a whole track there. Well, I guess after a couple of them got stuck in the middle of the ocean, they had to fucking spice <laughs> it up, right? Because <laughs> you think, well, I get to play on the go kart if I get stuck for three months. So we brought a, we brought one of the go karts onto the set. It was it was during Super Bowl, actually, right before the COVID shut the entire city down. We brought a go kart out to the set, and uh, we simulated with a camera and a dolly move, basically. Actually, Gil Green, another huge director in South Florida, was the one who called me to to help me put uh, work with the guy to put this together. Um, he, and basically, we created like a a fake experience where you're on the track. So you see a video of the race car thing, and then you see you doing this, and the wind blowing, and it's almost like you know huh. you're in the experience. And they it's were almost like a these, metaverse. Yeah, yeah, we were giving these away as a I guess Royal Caribbean was like promotional to people and all these like uh, pro uh, pre football. 
pre-Super Bowl parties and stuff. Still, that's more and more network. Yeah, yeah. You know, Gil, uh, Gil, I love Gil Green. Gil Green's an amazing guy. Gil Green, you have you should have Gil Green. He can tell you a story. He's worked with everybody in the hip hop industry. You know, hell yeah, and some serious serious budgets. You know, actually, the reason he worked last year on the Bon Jovi Super Bowl video, he's the one that shot that down. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Can you imagine the preparation for a Super Bowl? Yeah. How many the takes you got to do? Logistics alone, the security, all that shit. Look, uh, talking about Suzanne Delaware, the other photography company that I do work with. We, how, uh, sorry, how did you even lead into that? Because she's, I mean, I met her dad. I, I met her dad a long, her dad a long time ago, when they were starting. He was he wanted to start getting into wedding videos and stuff. And there's this guy named Ray Roman, who's really big in the wedding industry. I mean, this guy kind of reinvented the wedding video and made it cinematic and made it something that you actually want to watch. You know. So he started showing me these videos like, I was like pretty fucking impressed. I'm like, damn, this is like really good shit for a wedding video. You think wedding videos, you know, everybody has that tacky look to them. And I'm like, holy shit, this is like an actual little mini movie. Ray Roman, this ex-firefighter, I believe he was, picked up a Sony camera and was making like cinematic magic that was just blowing my mind. I'm like, oh, like really impressed by it. Um, so we kind of started, I'm like, yeah, I'll be more than happy to kind of work with you and kind of develop a look and, and style for this. And basically, I came in and kind of revamped the video world. And we've been doing mass monster stuff ever since. We did the, we, we, we shot the Wade's wedding with Gabrielle Union. We shot Kevin Hart's wedding. We shot, um, <clears throat> what's her face? Um, Amber Rose's wedding when she married, uh, what's his face? The, uh, the other rapper? Um, I know, I know. She, uh, black I know. and yellow, black and yellow. Uh, what's his rapper? Oh, uh, uh, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, with Amber Khalifa. Rose. Yeah, we did Amber Rose's wedding with Khalifa. Yeah. Um, and it's just been a really interesting. I would never think that I would be cool with wedding, but when you're doing wedding videos with jibs, and <laughs> 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 seven different angles, and you know, and drones flying down at the couple and shit like that, it's, it's much. It's, it's a little more interesting and and big budgets. I mean, these weddings are like you know, these people are spending fifty hundred thousand dollars on fucking flowers. <laughs> I know, <laughs> just their flowers are like hundred grand. How, How was this? Look, I did, I did a, a fantastic, wonderful, not so long ago. Great event. I did like four days in Key West, okay, for this uh, guy who was celebrating his 50th birthday, his wedding anniversary, and I believe another another his dad's birthday. Mad money. Four days in Key West on the private island off the Keys. Have you seen this? I, I forget what it's called at the very moment. It's like a little private island right off Key West, you know. It's got a whole bunch of like little... Uh, little cabana houses and it's got some private residences you got to take a little ferry to get there hmm. this is where you have the party he rented every house in the cabana wow. all the cabanas not the dry all tortu- of them. the dry tortugas like down by there um God, what's it? it's called cape it's called um something key it's called god i can look it up for you okay. really quick if it's right off the end of the Key West. It's right there. Beautiful little little private island with little residences. He rented all the cabanas there for his thing. The first night, he had this huge Grateful Dead tribute band that played like two hours of, of Grateful Dead. On the last day, they brought in the Zac Brown Band. Cool. Oh, wow. Now, not just the Zac Brown Band, because you just can't bring the Zac Brown Band and give them you know, a couple guitars and a drum set. Zac Brown's tour the whole shebang everything (laughs) the entire stage the guitars the drum set the audio the lights everything on this little island 
for a performance for 60 people. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. there's not more than 60 people in this private party. Okay? Just think of the logistics alone. Because not only That's are you funny. bringing this, it's on a fucking island. <laughs> You, you got to take 18 a ferry wheelers. To you got to get 18 wheelers on a ferry, oh. take it to the island, unload that shit, set it up, build it, tear it down. How do you get an 18 wheeler on a ferry? <laughs> they had they had some barge that goes to the island. They had a barge. Is that it goes Sunset Key? Sunset Key. There it is, right there. Sunset That's Sunset Key. Cottages. That's it. Oh yeah, Fuck. it's absolutely spectacular. I bet it is. You know. Holy shit. I've done a lot of videos, man. I've done a lot of videos. I've never been put up in a cabana in Sunset Key. <laughs> what would you say? I treated like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best? You know, I'm like, yeah, we, we stayed in one of those. We They all have private pools. Wow. We stayed on one of those. Yeah, we stayed on one of those properties. That looks just like the backyard of the pool. Yeah. Go back to that one. Go back. Look at that. How would you like that? that that's where they had our, our crew there. That's where they had our crew. And we were there for four days. Wow. You know? That that is the way you should treat your directors. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know what he does for a living. Yeah. Yeah. Probably can't. Tell. Can you but tell me what he does for a living? You know what? I, I don't know. No, I can't. I couldn't tell you. I don't even know. Bitcoin. All we know is Bitcoin. Fake. Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> no? I couldn't even tell you. I think I think he's from Chicago, if I remember correctly. Well, good for him. Whatever it is, uh, it's fucking working, right? You know. <laughs> but just to think that he just think how much money it wants to cost to hire Zach Brown band. And bring them to your island to play for ninety for a good hour. I can't imagine that conversation. It'd just be amazing. Like, uh, hey, you want to come play for my uh, wedding party? Sixty people. What do you think he dropped in that? On just Zach Brown, just the, the thing in uh, the whole uh, entire. I mean, he's got got to be a few million. It's got to at minimum, yeah, right? A minimum, yeah. yeah. Just the cabanas alone. I was gonna say like ten million, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because then you got the film crew, right? You got, you got and crazy photo, cameras, photo, video, photo, for the video, entire thing. Yeah, and catering, catering, food, oh, tents. Yeah. Building tents for this stuff, tearing that's, it that's, down. That's not, yeah. That's... Then putting 18 wellers on fucking fairs. Oh, and, 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 and merchandise because the entire thing was supposed to, the entire theme of it was kind of like a, um, like, like almost like a Woodstock, you know? So they had festival shirts and big giant blow ups on the beach and, you know. Yeah, working with Suzanne, I have experienced some amazing shit good. Awesome. refresh it and go to the homepage where the, where the, the things, this is the coolest <laughs> shit. This is the best ever. Oh, the, the main video oh, there? Oh, it's the best. Where is it coming? Go to... It probably loves yeah, right? That thing? It's when the, they're they're in a boat and they're like going across. It's right. Oh, it's one throat that is that the breakers? Like That's the breakers. And it always yeah. will be... These are our drone shots. Yeah. Love works in I love that guy's voice. That rabbi? Yeah. What a great voice it that fits. rabbi has. It fits. Love Elf Trump Doral, that's Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago, yeah. yeah. That's Mar-a-Lago. No, that's why that's the breakers. Love is unselfish, understanding, and kind, for it sees with its heart, and not with its mind. Look at all, look at all those fucking... Love is the answer that everyone seeks. Love is the language. And Suzanne is what? She's the youngest... Love she's young. Shot. She's young, and she's a celebrity widely life. known. Love like pure magic is life's sweetest mystery. Okay, that's that's the fountain blue. Boom. That was the fountain blue. That's great. That's Gabrielle Union walking down for her. That's Amber Rose. Where's Khalifa? Everything white. They recarpeted the entire thing white, all the walls white, white and pink. That's Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. 
How cool is where there's Kevin, Kevin Hart? Yep. Drone, Drone shot. shot. Yeah. John Legend at Wade's John wedding. Legend. There's Wade. That's a uh, DJ. We just had him in Hawaii. But you just look at the pictures. Look at the, how crazy people get for wedding. I love the edit, man. Uh, oh, thank you. Beautiful. And you edited that? Yeah, yeah. I cut everything. See, that's near and dear to my heart. That's I'm the cutter. Stuff, man. Good stuff. Sari and John, those, those are like per Persian. What an amazing Persian wedding. I mean, Persians, too, spend outrageous oh, yeah. amounts of money on weddings. Go to uh, just.com without the sonography because that, that is my favorite part. It is so cool. When the <laughs> you see the fucking guy and the girls just floating her by, well, look at oh, this. that yeah, that the, is the best. The, the I'm picture, sold. I'm that's sold. Great. The picture graphs, yeah, yeah. Suzanne, I'm calling you. I'm sold. Just don't you love the picture graphs? They're amazing. Yeah, look at that. That is so fucking good. Yeah, that is cool. There's hard again. And what software are you using, Tatitus? Uh, me Premiere. I use. I mostly use Premiere. Premier. They'll be use, Premier. obviously use Photoshop and stuff. You know, but yeah. Now, now being involved with stuff. this with uh, Suzanne, what what would give me a time when it just went to shit? Other than the one that you told me, what, like a time when you went to do, whether it was a wedding, uh, shoot, or whatever, you're involved in it, and then and things were just bad. How'd you handle it? I always wonder because I professionals like you, I like to know how you handle bad situations with like really powerful people. Um, or high up oh, people. Um, let me think of a good uh, bad situation that might have occurred on set. I mean, I told you about you know obviously that um, artists having their you know moments. Um, but for the most part, I mean, bad moments don't really affect production in a sense because you kind of work through them. You know, bad moments in a production is like something ran late or something broke. You know, I was on a I was on a seven up shoot in Miami. I remember where they had these powerful lasers. Okay, and one of the lasers shoot. <laughs> one of the lasers went right into the red camera. Uh, oh, oh, fried the fucking camera. Now, if that's what I'm talking about, now what are you doing? That yeah, now you're taking a two now you're taking a two hour hiatus while we go fetch another camera because there was no other camera on set, so they had to rent one, go pick oh, one up, oh. and bring it back. And everybody's really on a hiatus, so it gets here. Production is shut down. You can't shoot. And you just but what are, the, what are the odds of that happening? Though? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, no I, one's going to have a spare you know, Alexa set <laughs> just in case <laughs> something like this happens. But yet you just kind of like, you know, pack it up for a minute until until it's time to be able to shoot again. But you have like a whole, you have a whole crew too, which kind of helps, I guess, right? I mean, it's not just, there's not just one camera. So it's not, when you're at this wedding, it's like, you don't. Oh, no, not at the wedding. Yeah, the wedding you, you like you six, seven lot. angles. So, yeah. so even if something happened, one camera went down or something, you still. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. On that situation, so that, yeah. That's but like on a music video or TV production or, you know, the yeah. commercial shoot, you got, you got, you know, we got one, you got like yeah. one camera. <laughs> you, know? you just got to work through it, right? A ton of lenses, but you only got one camera. You know, yeah. something like that happens. You just got to, yeah, work through it. Now, when that went out, when the laser hit the damn red camera, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm still cringing just at it. Um, were the people upset? Like, oh, man, you know, like, because you, well, yeah, you're kind of I mean, running You're it. talking about 100, you know, this is like seven up. There's like $100,000. That's what I mean. As, and they're on the clock, and we got to stop now, which means if you go into overtime, this is not a union state, you know? So, you know, it's like you go into overtime, you got to start paying everybody overtime, all those extras, all the people, basically. So that's kind of one way you just take the food. Hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're basically, your shoot went over another two hours. Two hours of doing nothing. 
so waiting tr- for this camera. You try to, to escape a bad situation with still your reputation, no matter what it exactly. costs. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Because <laughs> it seems enough money or enough uh, whatever can kind of smooth things. The cool thing about production, and what I like about production and in, in, in the film business, is the people you work with are great. You know, at least the people I've worked with. It's a very respectable business. It's a it's a business where everybody says thank you and everybody's like, you know very appreciative towards everything. I love that about production. I love that there's always someone ready to solve the problem, whatever the problem may be. You got a you got an outfit malfunction. You know I need I need hair and makeup on. You know I need wardrobe on set. No problem. They come. It's like we we need some gaffer gaffer. You got some gaff tape. We need, you know, it's like, I love that everybody's involved. Everybody's a team player. Everybody's focus on getting this thing done awesome you know it's not like you're oh, i gotta get up again. no everybody's ready to work they're more than happy to work you know and, and, and then work gives, as a team and then that gives everybody the confidence because like you know this guy's got your back yeah. you got this guy's back yeah. and when you have that then you know you all have each other it's a brotherhood yeah in yeah. a sense when we hire people when i when we pick people for production we pick them knowing they're going to get the job done knowing that we don't have to worry about them fucking off or disappearing that's why you're being hired. That's why you're here because I know you're reliable. I know you're good at what you do. You know, I know you're going to bring good vibes to the production. That's the only way to do it. And that's why it's so successful. That's why, yeah, that's why I like about this business. You get a lot of good people like that. Let's go through uh, Suzanne. Pull Suzanne's side up again and then we'll go through it. And then uh, a couple other things. Suzanne's so funny because, <laughs> you know, Suzanne's a great character and I've known her for so long. But when I first started working with her, it's almost because she was, she wasn't like, she doesn't act like a kid. I never realized how young she was. You know, and I'm taking her to these like clubs to do these shoots and she's like fucking 19. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like so humble. She's not saying a word. She's like, oh my God, it's amazing. You know, it's like, yeah, right. it's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. You know? And she's I'm very like, okay? mature I'm like, for her oh, age. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. For her. <laughs> yeah. And I'm bringing her into all these like, ma- these situations that she's like, but she's like so cool, and she's like, I got, it, I got it together, and I got it together. And thinking back on it now, it's like, well, she really played it well. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did, right? Look what she's yeah. doing now. And now she's definitely the superstar. You know, Suzanne is um. So you guys are a going huge celebrity photographer. Weddings. Anybody who's doing a mitzvah, please uh, definitely go here, right? <laughs> uh, photo shoots. And we're you know, we're very fortunate to do a lot of high end weddings and a lot of high end events. And yeah, congrats. Built, but you worked for it. you guys worked for that. She's built a reputation that you know you get calls from these big planners and you know. Yeah. Tr- and once again, it's trust. It's trust. Like the breakers. You, you guys know the breakers. You're in yeah. Palm Beach. I read I had a, I used to have an engineering firm and the column in the Italian restaurant was going down. You think they just let any photography company in the fucking breakers? No. Hell no. Do you know what you have a pain Hell in the ass no. to get a crane in there? Hell no. They are very particular about who they let in and the planners and stuff, you know. So just getting in there is a mission, you mm-hmm. know? Um so yeah, it's it's it, it's it's all about trust. They gotta trust you. They gotta feel that like you bring a certain professionalism and and look that works with the breakers now with Suzanne say it's a wedding whatever it may be do you go through a vetting process before you say okay we'll do it like, like what's the process if, if we if I'm getting married and, and I want you guys to do it what would be the process for me to get oh, you got to go through her dad you got to go through Winston <clears throat> uh oh the big, the, the you big got to go through the big dog the huh? big fun Jamaican her dad's like <laughs> <laughs> her dad's like the most lovable Jamaican guy you ever met in your life 
one of my best friends growing up was Jamaican. Yeah. He was cool as shit. Bob Marley always in his fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Winston's a Winston's a one of a kind. I love Winston. So good. So it's vetted through that. And yeah. then and then that's how you can get booked. And then basically depending on the project they got and depending on how big it is, like, oh Bobby, we're doing the breakers. Oh Bobby, we're doing the celebrity. I need you there. Oh Bobby, you know, depending where it is, if if they call me or not, you know? But the, will Suzanne <laughs> just do like the average thing? Oh yeah, they, they do you know, they do more modest uh, jobs as well, you know, obviously, you know, but you know, obviously the bigger stuff they call me for. Yeah. For the bigger wow. video jobs. Well, you're, the mm. big guy. you're the big video guy. <laughs> and they want, <laughs> when they want a crazy production like that, yeah. Now, you did a documentary on Dennis Rodman that has we been worked out on a yet. Yeah, we worked on a documentary. Congratulations. Me and AJ, me and AJ um, got together a long time ago. It's actually, it was funny. I, I ran to AJ and Dennis at a strip joint. <laughs> Where else, right? Shocker. Yeah, right. Dr. Dennis on a strip bar, how odd. <laughs> <laughs> and AJ probably praying, praying. <laughs> and, and we were talking about the fact that he, you know, why isn't there any kind of documentary or anything on Dennis? You know, that there wasn't really anything out there. And I was working with a buddy of mine, uh, Russell, Lef Russell Lafreniere. Lafreniere, French? Uh, yeah, yeah, a uh, cool guy, really good guy. He produced a lot of jobs for me in the past. And we kind of, started this idea of doing this you know documentary with Dennis Rodman and we started filming on our own and then it started getting bigger and they started bringing in bigger people and Russell started bringing in bigger people and I forget who else we brought in a couple of different directors and <clears throat> eventually got into Penny Marshall's hands because she's a huge basketball fan and she knows Dennis and they're good friends you know so she got a lot of the big interviews she got like you know the big name interviews because you know she's Penny Marshall um, and because we got all the but it's still you know it's still sitting in a can somewhere and, and has never been released. <laughs> what a shit. You're right, because you would think you would, he would be one of the first ones you would do because, yeah. be, just because, you know, such a, the best defensive player I've ever seen, period. He did all the dirty work. I, every, I started doing this because I wanted to get into the documentary world. I was kind of hoping to get into yeah, the documentary right. world a little bit. But, you know, they have to come out to get Yeah, you got to fucking put it out. Why, why you want... I mean, the guy went to North Korea. Uh, I mean, he went to North Korea. He with played with Phil. He, he, yeah. If, yeah. If, if if Jordan didn't have Rodman, they would not have won those no. three. No, and, 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 and he'll tell you. Yeah. No, not, 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 not Rodman. Um, Jordan. Phil. Yeah. Phil said it. Yeah. That I'm he was sure. the best player ever coached. Yeah. That Rodman yeah. was the best player ever coached. Best athleticism, they yeah. said, or something, too. Well, he 24... I don't know how he did it. You know, I, I forget who we had in here. We had somebody in yeah. here that that uh, who? Oh, the artist guy that drew this stuff, I think. Oh uh, yeah, we had oh uh, you know. oh you know you know uh, Pat right Patrick uh, Giannino? No. He he does a painter. No, if, if I showed him to you, I think maybe you probably not. Uh, but he was in, and what was he saying? That he had, uh, I think Phil or somebody said he had the he was the most athletic player he's ever. Coached. Oh yeah, like everybody yeah. think Michael Jordan. They're like no no. Dennis Rodman was the most athletic player he's ever coached. And he went, and I remember, and I was a kid at the time, he went during the fucking, well, it was either the semifinals or against the Knicks, he went, he wanted to get away. He went to Vegas, they had to go get him. <laughs> they brought him back, and the guy kills it. Yeah, he kills and, the and next it, day. And, and hits record free throws. Yeah. <laughs> After being drink, drinking all night. and just, yeah. yeah. And played 44 minutes of 48 minutes, you know? And this, and we don't got to go back that far. I mean, shit, when I started working with him, I mean, we were out to like six in the morning and drinking Jaegers at his house. And I'm like, I can't keep up with this motherfucker anymore. I'm, done. <laughs> I'm fucking done, you know? It's like 5 a.m. and he's still going. Can we play this? Oh, yeah, you can go right now. Awesome. 
This is so cool, man. Congratulations. Been part of this together and you know, we we you know, we're still waiting to see what happens. I hope it gets out, man. It's gotta come out eventually, right? Something's gotta happen. Never know with these motherfuckers, all right? You know, so many people have asked me over the years, do you think Dennis Rodman would be a Hall of Fame candidate? And I said, well, Nope. Yeah, he led the NBA in rebounding seven times. And it wasn't just that he out-rebounded by two percentage points or whatever. He out-rebounded guys by three, four rebounds per game. We won 64 games that year. Dennis was truly a guy that was the leader. <laughs> No, you forget how good he really was. And I would die for balls. Look, look at him. Giving up his body left and right. So what? He wants to have a fucking drink. I would too after that. <laughs> right? Shit. <laughs> look at him. Dennis is a unique personality that had the balls to, to just... Be whatever you wanted to be. People want to see him. They want to know about him. You couldn't open a paper or do anything without seeing Dennis Rodman's face. I mean, it was a real phenomenon. You had kind of a drinking problem. You said, well, back in the day. Well, back in the day. Well, what day was that? Okay. It's Wednesday, okay? <laughs> America has just witnessed a truly strange encounter. The <laughs> stunner of the year so far. A meeting by the basketball court with Kim Jong-un. No American gets in to see the North Korean ruler. He paved that Former way for NBA Trump. star Dennis Rodman on the defense about his second man, and most respect. recent trip to North Korea. Straight respect. And the man he calls a friend, Kim Jong-un. When I went back home, I got so many death threats. I couldn't even go home. I had to hide out for 30 days. I couldn't even go home. There's nobody at the CIA who could tell you more personally about Kim Jong-un yeah. than Dennis Rodman. You've got about that? a group of veteran players Real fucking who man were right willing now. to accept Dennis for who he was as long as he produced. And what did he produce? <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to have his rebounding and his defense. I mean, what I like about Dennis is there's a kindness there, and I think he's basically a gentle soul. I mean, Dennis, to me, is the world's biggest teenager. You know, he's like a 14-year-old kid. I think he just wants so much to be loved and to be happy and have everyone around him being happy. Former NBA star Dennis Rodman is out of jail today after spending the night behind bars for a DUI. The saddest thing I saw was during the show when he was so drunk that we literally couldn't wake him up. And we were worried about him. I could have been dead. I could have been a drug dealer. I never had a father. My father left me when I was uh, five years old. I have one regret. I wish I was a better father. He's one of the most controversial and colorful sports figures of all time. What am I doing this so fucking bad? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dennis Rodman. I'm gonna die of old age. That's the only way I'm gonna die. That's awesome. Man. Who in the that, fucking world wouldn't put that out? That right? That is... Uh, I, I would go home tonight and watch that. Yeah, right. And I bet you fucking a million other, millions of other people would too. 
I mean, that was the best honesty ever, the fucking Chicago Bulls. No one's even close to that. Now they changed the game where you can't touch anybody back then. You think, oh, you, do you, look, <laughs> I mean, Curry's great, great player. Maybe LeBron, but he would whine. Think of one person in the league right now, and there might be a, a handful that could play back then like they played. But here's another perfect example. I mean, why is Dennis Rodman still relevant? Because he's Dennis Rodman. He's, he's, a, keeps great, he's a great people person. Great people person. He's got the key. He knows how to connect with people. He knows, you know, and, and you can't teach that. Yeah. You know, you either got that or you don't got that. And that's why these people, they last, because they know how to stay relevant. They know how to talk to people. You just can't help but love the guy. You know, you know? I, you know, I met uh, met him when I moved here with my two boys. It was a Dunkin' Donuts. It was the most random thing. They had an opening, and he was there, and he was signing autographs and stuff like that. We went there. My kids, I still have the pictures. They're real small. Would you believe, like, I would try to take a picture in front, and the guys were, you can't take a picture. Dennis Rodman looked at me and said, bring your kids around the back here. We went around the back of my wife. Behind it, it was just a table. Yeah. Took a picture, and he was just a nice person. I mean, yeah. It was amazing. And think of and think of the people he associates. He's you know the people he that he's been around. Like he's really good friends with Motley Crue of all people. <laughs> like yeah. he's great friends with Vince Neil of people, you know, yeah. Motley Crue and, and this guy from, and Pearl Jam. You know, like the people. You know, it's, it's not like you know he surrounds himself with like you know a list celebrities. And I'm sure everybody loves Dennis and wants to take a picture. We went to the. Um, we went to when he got inaugurated, when they announced it at the um, NCAA, NCAA game in Texas. George Bush Sr. was there. George Bush Sr. took, stood up off his wheelchair <laughs> to take a fucking picture with Dennis How Rodman. fucking cool is that, bro? <laughs> How fucking cool is that? Wow. Okay, of, of all, you know, it's I mean, like. You would never think that. Yeah. Not Dennis taking a picture of Bush taking a picture wow. with him. Yeah, the old man Bush. Yeah. Old yeah. man Sr. Bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. And he paved that whole way for Trump. And Kim Jong-un liked him. Because I think what he did was he went over there with respect, didn't need 10,000 security, and, and wanted to know and said, hey, look, you know, you can make basketball like this. And then Trump, that was the way for Trump. And then Trump went and said, hey, why don't you put these fucking nukes down? And look, we can modernize North Korea. You know, America will help you out. You could have an NBA. You well, could have this. Think of how simple it was. Dennis learned that Kim Jong-un was a fan. Yeah. And he went to meet him. <laughs> that was the end. He went to meet one of his fans. To Dennis, he's just a fucking basketball fan. He doesn't really see. He just yeah. he's just some guy who really likes me. <laughs> he didn't realize the bigger picture, I yeah. guess, of what he was doing. You know, to him, he's just, I'm just gonna meet. Some, I'm just gonna go meet a fan. A really you know really powerful fan that you know. <laughs> but to him, he's just a fan. <laughs> But that was funny in the documentary, like you know, like the CIA or somebody like that should ask Dennis Rodman what yeah. they talked about and they came back. But I'm sure, I'm sure he was. Our government sure is so brief. dumb sometimes it'd be like if Dennis Rodman can go speak to Kim Jong Un, maybe you should just talk to him a little bit here and pass a little information. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if he didn't know why, yeah. oh, fucking egos. Yeah. And Rodman's a big Trump supporter too. You saw him with the whole man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they love each other. Yeah, they should spend three more years of our money looking for something in Russia. You know, you got a fucking laptop sitting right there that just, I don't know, fell off the face of the earth. I know if I had that laptop, I'd be doing 10 and writing letters. <laughs> oh, my God. And every day it's a whole new thing with that thing, isn't it? Like every single day. They, how much shit did he film and just keep on his laptop? How stupid is this guy? Bob, we got to get somebody to get that laptop. We can make a lot of money. <laughs> we I know, I know people on my sets deleting little videos. I mean, this guy never thought deleting some of these videos. God, and, and hey. Bobby, he takes it into like the corner store. <laughs> and leaves right? it. His dad, he, I mean, come on. He got $6.5 million from somewhere. We don't know where, hypothetically. It seems to be a family problem because his sister <laughs> left a fucking diary, you know. 
<laughs> they just leave all their personal yeah, belongings yeah. all over the country. Hey, uh, you know, China gave me six point five million. Uh, right there's the receipt. <laughs> oh, gee, I left it there. Yeah. Nah, fuck it. Nobody will pick it up. You know, my dad isn't the president right now. <laughs> like, what the fuck is these people thinking? Are we have been out of republic yet, or what? What's that? Are we have been out of republic yet, or what? Uh-huh. <laughs> Do we qualify yet? Have we have we met all the requirements for a banana republic oh, yet? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? You know. In the in the music industry, you know, and the film, with all this streaming and everything online, you know, like I was so shocked that Mission Impossible, after one week, was on Showtime, and I get it because of the you know the COVID thing, and you know people are afraid to go out. Oh, and got yeah, shooting on Hulu. The the Bob's Burger movie is already on Hulu. I'm like, wasn't that just in theaters like last week? And remember, in the back in the day, if you were lucky, you would get it in DVD in what nine months? Yeah, you were waiting forever for it. Nine time. months to a year, and then maybe a year and a half, you would get it on HBO or Showtime or whatever. Now in a week, you can get it. Next day. Next our, day. Our society has become so so fast it wants everything tomorrow it doesn't want to wait for anything tell you the truth you probably sold a lot more dvds holding it off for nine months and building this suspense like i gotta fucking get this movie yeah. when it comes out rather than like i got it tomorrow it's no big deal i can watch it later because it's already out because you want to build up that anticipation as a mar- marketing wise yeah. mm-hmm. but but if you think nobody's gonna go you, you push it out while it's hot now being in the film industry being in the music industry all these changes financially how has that changed what the artist or the actor, the director, the writer, everybody makes. Is it an extremely amount less than it was before all the streaming and internet? Well, the, you know, the, video, the, the video industry has obviously changed. You know, you can't compare a music video shot on 35 millimeter to one shot on, you know, on a red. You know, obviously the 35 millimeter shoots a lot more money. You know, the production was a lot more money. Everything was a lot more money back then. You know, any kind of, any kind of film production would cost you into the hundred thousands. Or today you can shoot a you know you can shoot a kick-ass music video for 10, 15 G's, you know, no problem. Um, I see artists do it all the time. Um, so I, I think that changed in a sense. Um, it's like anything else. Once once technology gets involved, it starts cheapening stuff and and things start coming down in price, and, which is great because it creates a whole new influx of new talent that might couldn't afford to do it before and now can. But it also gets it also gets a whole bunch of people doing. I'll do it for ten bucks. I'll do yeah. it for twenty bucks, and you know. Anybody will do it for 50 bucks now, you know? But like somebody on your level, it sounds like it really didn't affect it because... Well, it does affect it because labels don't want to spend the money they used to spend anymore. When back in the day you would spend $100,000 for a music video, you'd be lucky to get twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 out of them now for that. But they still want that music video. Right. It's never I... enough anyways. If you got a $200,000 budget, they want a $300,000 music video. You know? Right. I, w- I was thinking, I guess, in a different way, like because the cameras are cheaper now and maybe because people are streaming it, you know, getting it free because the production end of it's cheaper, then it kind of evens out. But maybe that's for the main head guy. But everybody else, no. Right? Well, and that and it depends on the artist level. You know, on the big on the big side, they're still using big cameras and big lights and big production because they're that's what they want to see. You know, not that you can't pull it off of a smaller production, but. They're big art. They got the budget, and you know it's like it's like a commercial job. Pepsi's going to shoot with you know Alexas and Reds and big crews because they got Pepsi money. <laughs> you know, so who cares? Um, where other artists, you know, starting out or newer artists or smaller labels are going to do things in a more a prosumer market. You know, the Sony's and shit like that. How much of a hit percentage wise? Just a wild guess. Do you think directors, actors, musicians took a hit from the evolution of the change? 
Well, that's the that's thing the too. That's a better question, I guess. I think I think it's not really so much that uh, the prices change is that the phone stopped ringing. Mm-hmm. Because now the, you can call people that you know you can call a director that's charging you this much, or I can call a smaller time director that's going to get the same video done for this much, you know. So you still get the jobs, but not as often as you do because there's a lot of cheaper avenues now. I see. Hmm. That's the problem. Now the now the grunts are still working, the grips and you know all, all those workhorses that still make a production work. They're still doing fine, you know. They just jump from one job to another, you know. Last couple of things. Do you think you'll find yourself building something in the metaverse and all this crazy shit that's going on that I un- fucking just don't God. really understand? <laughs> God, <no. laughs> but uh, so I'm like, now personally, right now I'm working on uh, I'm working on some a couple small projects down south. I'm working on a a, a reality show with a um oh. a tattoo shop up in Orlando. Awesome. Called Good Vibrations Inc. That just it's a fun, it's a great tattoo shop. The the vibe they have, it's like very Hawaii. It's just a cool vibe and. I love that place, and they got a lot of great characters. I'm kind of trying to build a little reality show. Out great of them, move, because you know? there hasn't been a good tattoo one <coughs> yeah. since that girl. Yeah, oh, yeah, Miami, since uh, Miami, cat Miami or cat. Yeah. yeah, the one that cat. There hasn't been anything good with tattoos since then. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion. If you need an extra and another, I'm, I'm up for another tattoo. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am too. I'll, I'll come out getting that tattoo done. <laughs> yeah, invite me. I'll go on. <laughs> yeah, I just got my Star Wars, my first Star Wars tattoo. Let me say, let me say, down the leg. Oh, cool, cool, cool! <laughs> Die-hard yeah. Star Wars fan, baby. <laughs> so you got that going on. What else you got? Going I just on? got that the Saber Academy and more work for Susie. You know, we've been talking about branching out and doing some TV shows and on the wedding side too. We're talking about doing a little TV show called Behind the Wedding, where we kind of take you behind the entire production side of the wedding and what we do to make the magic happen. Oh yeah, because um, you've done these these massive names. Yeah, yeah. You turn that into. You could turn that into a series. Yeah. Good night, homie. Don't forget about this little guy. <laughs> don't don't forget yeah, about yeah. us. I mean, you tell you, some of the biggest weddings are not by you know are not from celebrities. It's from you know J- Joe Joe Lawyer, who's got a shitload of fucking money. You know, I, I mean, and his daughter's getting married, and he's just going balls to the wall. But like, who wouldn't turn on like a uh, bar mitzvah, you know, wedding that uh, you know some guy rents a fucking island, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, the whole nine, that boom, crazy. bang, you know, f- got an eighteen wheeler getting on a ferry. Exactly. Who that, wouldn't watch that? I'm shooting a birthday party. Yeah. Oh, you're shooting a birthday party. Yeah, yeah, a birthday party with fucking <laughs> on a fucking island. <laughs> on an island was that? That, I, that I need a ferry to put a fucking <laughs> Mack truck on. <laughs> And not just one Mack truck, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a guaranteed series. So I'm saying, Bobby, don't forget about the peanuts over here when that turns into a series. Yeah, come back on again. Always. You're not that far away. No, not that far at all. All right, Bobby, anything else? Um, No. Unless you want to talk about my strip bar days. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I spent 10 years as a strip bar yeah. DJ. Did you? Yeah. No. I, I always talk, I always joke that like that like Frank Sinatra song, you know. I've been a puppet, a poet, a pirate, a popper, a pawn, and a king. I've done it all. You did it for ten years. I did it for ten years. And what got you out of that? Um, just li- pit life, working on different things. You know, it's like what you struggle through. You know, that's that's what paid the bills while I was. You know, I was a club DJ doing you know like hip hop DJ for a long time. Pit used to come to my club. And Pit used to come to my bar, and I toss him on stage, and no one knew who the fuck Pitbull was. <laughs> I toss so a track on him. Crazy how that shit happens. <laughs> he would come in with Little John. He'd come in with like you know. Oh my god. Yeah. How's Little John? I had a how's birthday John party. in person. Is is he always on? He, he he's he's very smart. Very another another guy who's that's like very well rounded in music. Really big in the rock and just you know. He, 
people like Little John I don't think had that typical urban growing up with a certain music stuff. He was a very versatile guy, just like a lot of different shit, you know? But really, you're really cool, really easy to get, you know? You know who I was impressed by with their intelligence? Mike Tyson. I went to go get him, cracked my windshield on the way, and he ran <laughs> and he ran out of fucking weed and left. I'm serious. I went with Bobby Chez to get him, and he ran out of weed and left. Yeah. It was fucking 20 minutes away. Cracked the windshield on the way. But <clears throat> like when I watch his interviews, he is smart as hell with history. Yeah. Have you ever want, listened to no, him? No, no. You wouldn't believe how smart this guy. You ask him anything history-wise. He knows the date, what it was, what fucking country, when, where, how, who, what, da. And, and once again, it's these things that interest people growing up. You know, sometimes people will just get into one thing, but when you got someone who's like a little bit into everything and their brain grows like that, you know, they just, I don't know, they're just more, more well-rounded and got a better objective look towards things, I guess, you know? You think he's the best boxer ever? Mike Tyson? Yeah. I don't know. I've really never followed boxing that no. much to, to really know who would be better than him <laughs> yeah know? i was just curious because you're in the entertainment That's yeah cool. yeah I'm not really never followed boxing I never asked you who you think's the best mm. i just i just know i'm i just as a kid you were playing mike mike tyson knockout <laughs> i mean I, I liked lennox lewis too but lennox had the reach man he would just sit there and go like this and yeah but he got hollywood he got hollywood yeah, he, he got his ass kicked that's one that got Hollywood. People say Floyd Mayweather, but I don't know. I mean, he's oh, well, he's the best defensive. Nobody. I mean, you don't even need to watch boxing. I mean, nobody. He, <laughs> Correct. Defense. He never boxing. gets hit. The fuck. Yeah, defense. Yeah. I think the one fight. Yeah. Yeah. But you think? Do you think Tyson might have got out of it too soon? Like left boxing too soon? Yeah. 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 I think. I don't. I don't think he's done. I think. I see him hitting that bag at eighty-five pounds with gloves on after really? he sparred. Yeah. You can watch on you YouTube. He's still gonna box again. From what I hear, he's fighting Logan. <laughs> AJ will tell you he's fighting Logan. Logan Paul, that Disney boy. They're smart though those blo those those brothers, man. They're not smart. They're making, they're they're making a lot of money, man. A lot. I don't give a money. fuck. I would turn on YouTube and when I see Mike Tyson, who is crazy, can punch a bag, and it says eighty-five pounds with a glove on after he spars. Who knows the deal he made with Mike before? Maybe like, yeah, hit me a little, not too hard. I'll go down. We'll make a lot. Mike Tyson. This. Yeah, and then Logan hits Mike Tyson, and Mike feels no, it. Logan, ain't and then you're him. fucked. <laughs> you're not getting up. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, at least the other Logan. Did he, did he punch some guy recently at a oh, Mike Tyson? Did he punch some guy? No, he actually didn't. He was in an airplane. He was. He actually went on Joe Rogan. I don't know if it was the flight there or the flight back, either or. Uh -huh. And this guy kept bugging him for a fucking autograph behind him. So Mike, oddly, you would think he would go a different direction. He turned, or he wanted a picture. He turns around, and he takes a picture with the, the kid to shut him up. Mike sits back down and tries because it's all a fucking idiot, right? Then the kid throws the fucking drink at him, or like spills the drink on him, and then Mike gets up and what he do? He's antagonizing him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he grabbed him. You know, he didn't like hit him. He just grabbed him, <laughs> and the kid tried to do all this shit, but Mike didn't do anything. He actually kept his confused, probably high as a kite. You know. I know he needs his weed because he wasn't there. <laughs> He's a big pot smoker, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, 24-7. Yeah. 24-7. People always, people always think that for some reason Rodman is like, I've never seen Rodman touch a joint, touch drugs of any kind ever in my life. I've never even seen anyone approach him with it. I've never even seen him have any interest in it. He's a drinker. Yeah, I had a... But as far as drugs, I've never seen him any kind of interest whatsoever. Elaine Lancaster, the Trump drag queen, mm -hmm. uh 
Jim is yeah, Elaine. Yeah, 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 I talked to him. She's cool. Yeah. I had her, and we did a podcast. And she grew up with Dennis. Yeah, and she said all Dennis ever did was drink, just drink, yeah. no drugs, just to drink her. You know, people think he's like you know because he's you know wild man, but no. Well, I think he's just wild naturally, and then you throw the booze in, real wild. But I mean, this is Elaine grew up with him. I think Dennis. I think the problem with Dennis really, when it comes down to it, is. He's 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 become. I, I asked him this question one time. It's like with the piercings on his face. It's like, can you take off the piercings and still be Dennis Rodman? Or is all this you can't be? Not you can't not be Dennis Rodman. Can you just take all this shit off and just be Dennis? You know what he saw. You didn't really give me an answer, <laughs> but I don't think he can. I think he's so glued into this persona that he can't let it go. And that's why he keeps drinking. That's why he keeps living his lifestyle because he thinks people expect this of him. That if he stops doing this, he'll stop being Dennis. And I, you know, from what I know of his childhood, I think I would think like that too. Yeah. You know, because you make it to the NBA, all the odds are against you. Then mm -hmm. you make it to the championship. You're playing with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. I mean, a kid that went through all that. And now, I mean, I think I would think the same way. You know, you know, shit. I think, I think that perception guides him a lot more than his own judgment does at this point. But so much talent. What's real fucked up is what Poland put him in the Hall of Fame before the United States. <laughs> the fuck is going on there? Really? Poland put him in the Hall yeah. yeah. Poland they, got put a, they got an NBA Hall of Fame in Poland? Yeah. They have a Hall of Fame in Poland. They put him in Poland before the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> a guy who won three championships with the Bulls. He definitely stood out in that in that lineup of all the guys that win the Hall of Fame. That yeah. <laughs> you see them all on stage and they're all like little, oh, little yeah. suits, he, and you see Dennis right there. It's like <laughs> he definitely stands out in the crowd. Yep, great guy. And uh, Bobby, thank you for your time. I hope no, you come thank back you, man. again. And it's a pleasure. I could pick your brain some more. I'd be more than happy to come back. I would love it. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Thank you. Mm -hmm.